I'm Chris Hansen. I'm gonna need you all, all of you, to have a seat right over there. There's something you need to know. I never listen to None Taken. Yo, yo, yo. Howdy. What's the haps on the craps? Oh, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> Watching Yo MTV raps. What's the haps <laughs> on the craps? I know these words. Shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. What song is this? It was a good day of. Oh, that's Ice right. Cube. Yeah, right. It was a good day. Did you ever read that article like 10 years ago where somebody was trying to determine what day that was? No, the Lakers beat the Supersonics. That so we was know that. some of their data they used. So <laughs> they used the data points of days where the Lakers either beat the Supersonics that day or the night uh, before. And um, that the Goodyear blimp was flying over L.A. I imagine it's not based on one day, I imagine. but it, I I've mean, always thought that, should... too. But, yeah. you know, writers at Vice only have so much time on their hands. Mama cooked the breakfast with, with no hog, so maybe it would be I've a al- weekend. I've always had a question about that. So yeah, when it's mama cooked the breakfast with no hog, is that because he's Muslim or Jewish, perhaps, and doesn't like pork, or does he just not like pork, and if mama cooks the breakfast without hog, that's the way he always wanted it? Oh, I just assume he didn't like pork for some Who reason. Who are these people? Ice Cube. I figured it was Ice Cube. You know, I figured he didn't like it. Natasha was like, because you know she's uh, she has pork allergies. Is that, did you know that? Yeah, you told me yeah. that. Yeah, that's, you, sometimes you get stuff with bacon on it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Actually, that comes up in the show. Um, oh, nice. Uh, remind Are you recording, that, by the way? I am. Are you? Uh, I am, yeah. Okay, cool. The, Natasha even said one time, she's like, you know, if, if uh, somebody put on like Facebook, like what would you do if, a, if like an asteroid was coming and we found out we had like six hours to live or something? She's like, I would eat pork. I'd eat like a bunch of bacon, just finally eat it without worry. Nice. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know that I'd want to have sex at the end of the world. So I'm pretty happy with your <laughs> options. Like, nice. don't, don't get me wrong, but it's just, you know, that's like a weird priority in that moment. That is a weird priority, yeah. but you know, you got to have priorities. All you ladies out there, I don't mean to disappoint you. We only have male listeners. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know that I'll be able to f- perform with that kind of pressure about an asteroid <laughs> and me not living anymore. Something about that just doesn't get my dick hard. Really? That it doesn't do it for you? Just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. I hate seagulls. They're always eating your food at the beach. Uh-huh. They're shitting on you. Oh my God. They shit on me all the time. How many times have you been shit on? Couple times. Couple times. By birds, right? Not. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, nice. No seagulls in Tennessee. Just probably yeah. ravens. Probably pigeons. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Air tilapia. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to None Taken. The internet's only debate and current events show with me, your host, Dustin. Over there is Alan. Thank you for joining us at the time of this recording. It is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. R.I.P. Biggie, 24 years ago today. Ended Aww. too soon. Too soon, man. Too soon. I didn't realize it was today. How come they never found Biggie and Tupac's murder, but they rest OJ the next day? Nicole Simpson can't rap. Best rapper he's, ever. He's top five. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's a great day for America. America! <laughs> Forgot to say that. <laughs> I'm in San Diego, and Alan's in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this and share this episode with your podcasting pen pals. Please leave a five-star review. Be sure to tell all your friends about us. You can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our Facebook Superfans group. Hopefully, there's time for sharks in this week. Hopefully, there's time for it. There's always stories about sharks. There's, There's usually stories about sharks. And it just matters if there's time or not. Alan, what is up? <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another week in the books. Uh, you are correct. We do share a lot of our tragic personal lives on a weekly basis here. Um, my personal life was so tragic this week, I have nothing to share. Not like I did something I'm not going to share, but like really <laughs> nothing happened. I didn't have one. Uh, so Are you itchy? I do have... I am. The itching remains. I got a new... Um, a new med do you which, like not want to talk about it or is everything no i don't mind okay. it's just kind of this more of the same nothing's yeah. changed i got a new um, medication which also doesn't seem to be doing much uh so i guess they may try another one next week and okay. then who knows okay um but yeah it's been the weather up here's been kind of kind of lousy uh cold wet rainy and not a lot of uh interest in outdoor dining yeah and that's all it's open when it's like that so didn't really go out and do much. Well, you should have gone to Tennessee like I did, where indoor dining is open for business because <laughs> it's 40 degrees right. outside and they don't do that shit. <laughs> they have propane heaters? Oh, uh, you're in store. You don't, they, you don't need it. They do, though. Yeah. I, we tried to find... So, spoiling things. <laughs> I was just in Tennessee. They uh, they do have some... We tried to go to places that had out a good outdoor, outdoor. mix. Like There was one place yeah. we went to, we opened the door, it was just packed. And I was just like, no. Nah. And it was a barbecue yeah. place, and it was all the smells were inside there too, so it was like musky anyways. Oh, and I was just like, yeah. nah, nah. We don't need to do this. Not worth the, uh, no. the risk. Yeah, especially because I already took a fucking budget. plane to get there, and then I had to take another plane back. Yeah, dude, how was the plane ride? Um, Yeah, it was fine. Xanax works. Um. <laughs> Xanax yeah. like really works. I was just like, I don't, I don't really, care. I didn't care. I remember at one point thinking like, we had turbulence. It wasn't even bad though, but we had turbulence. Normally, that's where I spike, and I was just like, I, I mean, we just fall out of the sky. Like it's fine. Like wow, you know, probably be fast. You know, I've never had Xanax before. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, the only thing that sucks. Well, actually, one thing that was really good about it is they don't serve drinks on the plane anymore. So if you can't medicate one way, do it the other way. Also right. don't drink on Xanax. That's how you like, it causes your nervous system to shut down. People do yeah, it all the time. Not, not recommended. No, not at all. No, yeah. Uh, our flight out to, I, I have so much to talk about. I, I'll try not let's to go. make the whole show my personal life, but uh, as much as no, I can. Let's talk. <clears throat> so the flight out there, we flew Southwest by the way, the flight out there had one connecting flight through Phoenix and then Phoenix to Nashville. And, South um, San Diego to Phoenix. I'm walking on uh, walking on the plane. I was in group B, like one through ten, and they let those nice. people go in. And it's a then number. right, and they but they but they don't just let you go through in your B groups. They do B by tens to like minimize contact. Oh. I think. So Natasha was like B11 and I was B9. So she had to wait. Um, so I'm a few <laughs> seats. So I'm a few people in front of her in line, and yeah. I'm passing by this guy. Um, and in the ba- in the seat next to him, he's got a bag with a hat on it, and the hat says "To the Stars" on it. And I'm like, "Oh, I know that company. That's the one that like Tom DeLonge started with um, 
some other people and partnered with the U.S. government, somehow tricked them into uh, saying that like they're going to prove that aliens exist. They say they have all this proof and evidence. He was on Rogan one time, Tom DeLonge was, um, and like Rogan was pretty dismissal about um, his alien footage, which for Rogan to do <laughs> sounds yeah, pretty... Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he's calling bullshit, it's like, wow, I don't know. That guy believes everything. Um, <laughs> Anyway, right. uh, so I saw this hat that says to the stars and I just, I was like, I've never seen anyone with that. So I'm just like, Hey, I like your hat. And this guy turns around, he's got a beanie on and a mask and he's like, Oh great. Do you, uh, do you know the company? I'm like, Oh yeah. And I kind of give like a little circle with my fingers and pointing up to the air, like gesturing like aliens, you know, duh. Right. <laughs> and, and he's like, I founded that. And then my eyes go wide and I like zoom and I like tilt my head down kind of like this and I uh, go, and I, I don't want to make a big deal and blow up his spot. And I'm like, right. Oh dude. And then he could like, he sort of smiled like, you know, right. because he, we've learned in the last year how to make facial expressions with this band. With, of our yeah, face. yeah, just yeah. your eyes. Yeah. So, so yeah. he gave me one of those. I gave him super wide eyes like, I get it. You're Tom DeLonge. <laughs> right. uh, and, and, and I just give him a little fist bump and he fist bumped me. Didn't nice. COVID on a plane, by the way. And it's like, <laughs> that's cool, man. And I didn't blow up a spot, didn't say another word. And I just kept it. Yeah, moving. yeah. Right and on. Natasha was like, classy. Two, right. Natasha was yeah. two people behind me and she's like, who is this guy? And she was like looking at him, looking back at me. And then he was looking at her like, shit, she's on to me. Like, that guy blew my fucking cover. <laughs> it was pretty cool though. Um, That's hilarious. I like was desperate to run. I, I flying wish, Southwest. I know. I'm so mad that I didn't give him one of one of our podcast stickers though. Oh shit. I'm so pissed off. I looked all over that terminal after we got off the plane. He wasn't flying to Tennessee. Anyway. Oh man. It was a crowded plane, no middle seats. Um, I'd heard that going into it that most people were saying that there's no, no space middle seats. Um, and it was true. All three flights, two flights there, one f- direct flight back, no middle seats. Wow. Yeah. So is the move, since you're on the plane before Natasha, do you get on there and save her a seat kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. And nobody messed with you about that? Right. Yeah, there was no problem, but we tried to keep okay. one in the middle, and then we realized that wasn't going to happen, so she had to scoot over. Yeah, yeah. Um, on our second flight from Phoenix to Nashville, um, yeah. when we were picking our seat partners, there was this guy that had a, had two masks on and a plastic face shield. I'm like, Natasha, we're sitting there. Since we have to like, <laughs> yeah. since it's going to be three people, like we're going there. Plus he was right. sitting on the wing and I was like the wing because there's less turbulence there or you feel less flex of the plane. Yes. Uh, can you tell I'm nervous? I'm getting itchy just thinking about being back I on that plane. I can see it, plane. yes. Um, my favorite, uh, my favorite moment from our flight was when Natasha tried to passenger 57 into the cockpit cause she forgot where bathrooms are in a plane. <laughs> you texted me this. <laughs> it was hilarious. She walked up to the front of the plane and then she's like, Oh, this door's locked. I guess I'll try this big one at the front. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was great. You know, what's mind blowing though is that she didn't get arrested about... by an air marshal. No, oh, okay. that, uh, until about 20 years ago, you could just open that door yeah. it wasn't locked just be like hey like, that was just a thing nobody thought of hey i'm a seven-year-old can i sit on your lap <laughs> listen hey there jimmy you like movies with gladiators in them oh god damn it now i have to make a note joey you like movies about gladiators let's see uh one of the airports we were at they had a dyson faucet have you seen these dyson faucets not the hand dryers dyson faucets Say, no i've seen the dryers but i don't think I've so seen the they have like it's this like weird like three seashells apparatus where it comes out in the middle with like um honestly there's like a protuberance in the middle like a peener and then there's like uh-huh. i think something wings off to the side like it tees out a little bit behind it and you wave your hands over the middle i think gives you soap and water and then you move your hands out to the side like in the same sink and it like dries your hands I'm sure it's not blowing around all your dirty fucking sink water yeah, back sure into your not, face. Yeah. Any air hand dryers, I'm just like, well, that sucks in air. Um, 
All right. And then all the air after that goes across all the shit that that air filtered, but it was filtered. From so the... was it a cool faucet? I didn't like it, like it at all. No. Because I... Dyson usually makes cool stuff. Like, you know, or at least... I was thinking about this. I'm a little disappointed in Dyson. I thought they were like this like Tesla type solutions yeah. company. But I feel like if they were truly that kind of company in the last year, they would have been like, yeah, we figured out seven new types of respirators. Here you go. Like, wasn't was there anything like that? No, oh, no not really. Guy, then. He's just making yeah. $800 <laughs> vacuums. Yeah, and uh, what are those uh, those fans? Yeah, they have the yeah. ring. Yeah, thing like and, yeah. why? Because you hated buffeted air. Like, I, yeah, I would rather have a weak fan that I don't feel. But thank God it doesn't go. Right, fans are stupid. And I paid eight hundred dollars. Yeah, and they still sell. They do. Let's see. So we were driving around Nashville. So we got to Nashville. Our planes didn't crash. Can you believe it? That's good. Yeah. How was the overall experience with Southwest? I've never um, had a problem with Southwest. No, yeah, everything was great with Southwest. It was just yeah. like every time yeah. you've flown with them, they were cheerful, tried to be funny. Yeah, you they're know. great. Yeah, I never want to laugh. I'm like, hey, I'm worried that we're all going to fall out of the sky. Can you just fucking act professionally? <laughs> like, I just wish they had, they were more sensitive to phobic flyers when they do their routine. <laughs> uh, a company I worked for sent me on a, a, a company trip, and they booked me Spirit Airlines. I, that was the worst airline of all time. Yeah, it's like taking the bus. That job. Yeah, yeah, I should have quit that job immediately. <laughs> I'm trying to guess which one it is because we've worked in a few companies together, but I don't want to. Um, I think yeah. I can deduce you this. You probably guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, Bed Bath & Beyond flew you on Spirit? Are you serious? Allegedly. Wow, <laughs> that's unbelievable, dude. Hey, do I have to edit that? No, I don't okay, care. thank God. Uh, Fuck, okay, that company's so, going to be gone in a month anyway. I, yeah, exactly. They were closed. <laughs> the one in the mall in Nashville was closed. I mean, it was the a one mall, by but... me closed. Shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so we landed in Nashville. We uh, we rented a car. Speaking of which, we saw a car accident while we were heart- house hunting. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we like were a just bad one. Um, yeah, the the we were waiting to turn right. And the car in front of us, the light just turned green. We were like four cars back. And the car in front went at a, at a, actually kind of a slow speed. They were not going through the intersection very fast. Mm. I think if they were going faster, they would have saw this guy coming and sped up. This guy just went straight through the intersection and T-boned them. I just like, Jeez. I went into stupid mode and I was the passenger. So I was asking Natasha to just pull over. Uh, oh, by the way, I had food poisoning that morning. Uh, I asked oh, Natasha to pull over. <laughs> and I'll get back to that. Uh, I asked <laughs> Natasha to pull over, and then I ran out to the intersection. I, um, the driver was getting out. The driver that hit the other person was getting out of the car at the time. I was like, are you hurt? Are you okay? He's just mad. He's like, yeah. And then I went around to the other side, and the lady still had a lit cigarette in her hand. And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like... Well, I live in another state. I'm not going to exactly be a good witness for you. The lady in the car that got hit was Was, smoking? And it was still lit. And she's just sitting there like this. Like, what the fuck just happened? And she's still sitting in the car. Like, literally just like this. Like, (laughs) She's in shock. Yeah, none of the airbags went off. Um, It was on the... Nobody was in the passenger seat. I I mean, I'm sure she doesn't feel good, but nobody got hurt from what I can tell. So the the point of impact was not on the passenger side? It was on the passenger side. Oh, good. Yeah, thank God, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that. I'm so glad I didn't see that. Let me tell you about my food poisoning. So I had a job interview on Thursday morning. Um, I got up, you know, got ready, did everything in the room, normal. By the time I went to leave, I was like, "Uh, I better not have an empty stomach. So I go downstairs to the continental breakfast thing or, you know, the, uh, and, you know, we're in a hotel. So, uh, sorry, we're in a hotel. It's COVID. 
most places just don't have that. Like I've stayed at a couple of hotels in California. They're just like, yeah, go get your own food. Like we don't do that right. shit right now. <laughs> We're not doing that yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, which is reasonable. Or maybe they have like a wrapped bagel or a wrapped right. Danish. Right, 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 right. So they had like right. that normal shit where they have the baskets with fruit and bananas and yogurt and sure. fucking Danishes. Yeah. And, uh, but they also had like three um, serving trays with eggs, sausage, and I think like biscuits in it and gravy maybe. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So, and it's in like this little L-shaped cove that looks like you're supposed to go in there, grab your, there's like a station with all the plates and then you just go through one thing and there's tongs out so you don't touch anything. I'm like, all right. So I've just finished making my plate and I go to turn to leave the alcove and this woman who was not at her job station for a long enough time that I said, oh, I wonder how I do this. And I was like, oh, I go in there and I do what I just described to you. Grabs <laughs> right. my plate from me and goes, sir, you can't do that. You're going to get us shut down by the health inspector. And like, I'm like, what? Well, can't you read the sign? Can't you read the sign? Like screaming at me, screaming. Whoa. At me. Like, and okay. this is like seven in the morning because I was going to get to my interview early. So, right. uh, and I'm like, hey, whoa, I'm so sorry. I'm like red alert, but I'm also like a stranger in a strange town. I don't need to make right. enemies. I'm like, <laughs> right, hey, whoa, right. okay. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And also, like, I fucking care about COVID. Like, I don't right. want to get people sick. I'm not <laughs> going in there. Do- yeah. yeah, I'm like, I guess this is what we do. You know, right. I, like, I thought that made sense. <laughs> but trust me, I didn't want to be doing that. I wanted you to be at your fucking job. Do- didn't I say I had a note about me not yelling? You did. I'm you sorry. Did. Does this seem appropriate? <laughs> It seems appropriate. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry you weren't doing your fucking job long enough that I thought that's what I was supposed to do. There's other people in here too, by the way. And like, anyway, so I go out to where she's pointing at this sign and I took a picture of it actually. I don't need to show you to prove it, but I'll send it to you. I look at the sign and it just has this big thing saying, you must wear a mask. We will not serve you. You don't have a mask. That's it. It doesn't say don't fucking touch mask, anything. Right? And yeah, and, it, right. and there certainly <laughs> wasn't a, st- a sign at the table that I was at saying, please wait for service. Nothing. Right. And, and I'm like, I would go out and I look at the sign, and now I'm mad because I'm like, hey, you don't get to just fucking yell at me. First of all, this is hospitality industry. Like, this is quite the opposite of that. Like, like, you know, that's when you go, oh, are you stupid? I'm so sorry. Like, aren't they supposed to say bless his heart in the South? Like, yes. Yeah, bless your heart. And I'm like, and she came out to meet me at that point. She was like yelling at me out by the door at this point. And I'm like, hey, hey, calm the fuck down. There's nothing on this sign that says what you're telling me. I, I got mad at that point. I lost it. I lost it yeah. at that point. And uh, that was where I was wrong. And um, <laughs> and, and she Did goes, well, I'm not going to deal with you cussing with me. I'm going up to the desk. I'm like, fantastic. And I stood there thinking that she was going to get the desk people to come down. And I waited like a minute. I saw the other people in there. And they just kind of pointed at the trays like, you should just go make yourself another plate and get on with your day. I'm like, that would have been a good idea. But I didn't. I went back upstairs because remember, I got food poisoning, Alan. Right. So yes. I go back upstairs up to the front desk because she was waiting for me, apparently. And I go up there. That lady I'm talking about has her mask on sideways. The lady behind the counter has her mask down below her mouth, and they're talking at each other of course about me do, uh, breaking COVID protocols. So I just straight, I start with that. I'm like, you don't have your mask on. Yours is on sideways. You're talking to me about health code violations. Like, you don't have a sign that says that. I just go in, and then, and then like, I hear myself, and I just go, hold, hold, I, yeah. I, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm too upset. I have somewhere to be. Let me come back and apologize for this, and we'll just settle this later. And she's like, fine, you know, whatever. Um, and I just, I, I, and I thought about it. I was like, what resolution do I want from this? Like a discount at a hotel I never want to stay at again? Like, yeah, fuck that. Just yeah, let it go. Just let it go. Exactly. Yeah. So, so as you get something to eat though, yes, you must have. Right before, so I exit the highway right before my interview and there's 7-11. a Burger King there and I'm like, no, not 7-Eleven. That's how I do get sick. I took the taquitos and I rolled them around on the counter and then I licked it. No, no, not like my usual move. I went to, right. bur- but I stopped at the drive-thru first. I was just like, I don't want to there's nothing on the menu that i want from here except for maybe yeah i i like to get their whopper juniors for breakfast sometimes but not this time 
So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'll, that's you know not what? pre-interview food. Yeah, but like you know, maybe just a sausage biscuit. So there's something in there. So I'm not like, yeah, you need something. Yeah. Oh, I made it through the interview. Zero problems. Didn't even know I was sick. She gave me a water bottle because I told her I was like I, I was dehydrated from the flight and that I didn't drink enough. Um, and so I'm drinking that water bottle while I'm driving home. And I'm like feeling a little queasy, but it was like really cold water and I have a relatively empty stomach. So I'm like, eh, that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. I stopped to get Natasha some coffee uh, and we were going to get on with our day. So I was going to surprise her with some coffee when I got back to the room. So I go into downtown Nashville and I'm on Second Street. I, I walked past um, where what I'm about to describe. I walked past it later, and I pointed at. I was like, Natasha, that's where it happened. Um, <laughs> so I park on Second Street, and I go to the Starbucks there, and I'm standing in line, and I start feeling waterfall mouth, and I'm like, this isn't oh. good. And I look, and I see their bathrooms are closed, and I'm not homeless, so they won't let me use it. Right. Um, <laughs> How many hours is this since you've been went to Burger King, dude? Like an hour and a half, maybe two. Damn, that's like fast. fast. I know, I know. It's hard for me to blame Burger King, but there's nothing else. Like, I, I had an empty stomach, you know? Right, there's nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it could have been what I ate the night before, but I just don't think so. None of that usually, was present. I know. It usually yeah, takes yeah. like eight hours, right? Usually, I think four. Yeah, but... But two is fast, but I think it's possible. It's possible. That's like the very quickest. And like, it just, yeah. it makes sense that it was. Um, okay, so anyways, get in the waterfall mouth. So I go outside and across the street, I could see, you know, there's like a lot of like city areas have um, like d- dives, like steps down from the yeah. from the pavement level. Why can't I fucking talk? You know, where you walk down. Um, yeah. And I'm like, that would be a good place, but I've got to cross traffic. Maybe there's one around the corner. I go around the corner. I don't have anywhere to go. And I throw up on the sidewalk while I'm walking. Like it just came out, projectile vomit. I'm like, I look like an outbreak patient. Like, I, right, like, right. And then I'm like, I'll be reasonable, and I You're go over to the curb. Yeah. Typhoid Dustin. Yeah, exactly. And then I go at, into over to the curb, and I just yak into the fucking gutter, and oh, and God. it's so much that it's running down the gutter. Oh God! And it's so How much. How is there that, that much liquid? I, yeah, I don't know, but the oh, wow. well, it wasn't. It was mostly biscuit. And oh God! I uh, like that night. The next night. That night. Or, no, the next night we were walking through downtown. I was like, "Oh, Natasha, that's my spot right there," and you could see it. I stained right. it. Hopefully, it stays it was still there. there. Yeah, it's still there. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so that day, like, as soon as I got back, I was like, "I didn't get you coffee. I'm so sorry. I don't feel good." Uh, Natasha drove me to get some Pepto, and then we had, we had eight houses that we were going to look at. Like, we had a full eight. day of house hunting. Well, that's yeah. a lot. Well, Natasha used to do real estate, so she's used to like stacking her uh, yes. showings. So uh-huh. she just treated it like she was working. Um, and dude, there's so many showings. And so like the, the, the first one I'm like stuck in the car. I'm like, you just gotta go in. Like, I, I I don't trust myself, you know? Um, like I threw up after I bought the Pepto-Bismol, like I went outside. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um, I, uh, after that showing, I threw up one more time and then right before we saw the car accident and then, you know, come to think of it, if I didn't throw up, that could have been us. Um, anyways, so yeah, so anyways, yeah, that, so I, after the, after that last, the third one, I was fine Mm -hmm. for the rest of the day. So it was clearly food poisoning. Um, And you felt better after that. I felt great. Yeah, I felt great. Okay. So yeah, that's definitely. Checking that peppy bismuth. Uh, so let's see, what did we do that night? Um, I don't really recall. I think we were tired. We just went out, we, we went out for dinner. Dude, we sat inside at a restaurant that night. It was insane. It's amazing. It was ridiculous. Like it, it was wonderful. I was like, I'm gonna get drunk inside. Wow, <laughs> this is so so radical. Um, was it the that the hot chicken place? 
you went to? No, that was oh, okay. a, a, it was American food with Israeli influence. So it kind of had like, like Middle Eastern spices. Sounds um, good. It was really good, dude. Uh, definitely going back there because Alan, we got the house we wanted. Sweet. All the star- stars are, are aligned. And Everything's falling in place. For an April 1st move out. Yep. Yep. So I'll That's go back lit, to that place. dude. Yeah, Congratulations. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have a lot more to tell. Can I just yeah, kind of okay? One, uh, one of the nights we went out. So th- this is just this. I'll just I'll just kind of summarize the note that I have. So it's one thing to have a waiter that doesn't understand that you don't want to interact with them. You know, like in in mm. olden times before COVID, you know, these waiters that just keep wanting to do their stick. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's another when that's happening indoors in a pandemic with a mask be- below the nose and sniffles. Uh, Quiet. Wyatt, yeah. of course. Of course his name was Wyatt. Of course, yeah. And of course, oh, dude, Wyatt from Connecticut, and I nailed it, too. I was like, can I guess your accent? He's like, sure, but don't say New York. I'm like, no, I'm not stupid. I I, I want, I. does anybody guess it right? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm going to say Connecticut. He's like, what the fuck? In that stupid <laughs> Connecticut voice. Fucking Connecticut. Connecticut is a waste of space between Boston and New York, right? Like, it's what you have to go through, like, to get there. Oh, and then people God. live there with all their rich insurance money. And advertising money. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, you agreed. So it's fact. Okay. So then the next night we went out out to the the comedy bar. Wait, wait, hold on. I have to ask. Did Wyatt do the move where he like basically sat down with you at the table? No, he did the pandemic version of that, which was equally obtrusive. I'll act this out for you. So he came back with our drinks and he, this is the move. I I don't know why he would ever choose to do this. He, he, this is the way he serves them. He puts them down and then he goes like this. Oh, no. So he did like the downward dog. You'll have with to the explain yeah. that. So he put his hands down with the drinks in front of him on the table. And then and he did like, did like the upward swim move or yeah, something. Yeah, you know how like when you do the push up where you go down and then back up like a wave move where you. So yeah. he, he dipped his head down to glass level with his, ma- with his mask below his nose and was like talking while he came up. And I was just like, you motherfucker. Like, I don't want any of these waters. Like, I'm not drinking these waters. Please don't do that to my drinks. Oh, boy. <sighs> but. No symptoms, so we'll see. Um, Knock on wood. Yeah. That next night, oh no, that night, we went to the comedy bar in Nashville, which is their second location. Their main location is in Chicago. Uh, me and you have a little bit of history with the founder of that club. Uh, we were fans of a former project that they did, but I don't yeah. really care to get into that. Don't ever. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna have to mute. <laughs> Sorry. That. Yeah, no, that's Sorry. totally okay. He, that yeah. is, uh, it, it was cool to, you know, get, you know, knowing the owners, I was like, I was texting. I was like, Hey, um, I see that you're sold out. So they had, so Alan, I don't know if I made this clear. I went to a fucking standup show in a pandemic. No. So there actually was standup. There was standup. Com- Oh, nice. So Just they local it, they were Axter, all locals this time. They had a headliner for the weekend. And I yeah. text Kyle when I got there. I was like, hey, man, I totally forgot. We're moving to Nashville. I completely forgot you had your second location here. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, I saw your show for tonight. The two top tables were sold out. Um, I don't mind buying a four top, but, um, you know, I think we'll probably wait until tomorrow's show. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. You know, it's on us. I'm like, oh, sweet, man. Come by. So, um so the reason that the seats were sold out was because they, you know, they, they were doing some distancing stuff. But, I mean, you're inside. Oh, uh, there wasn't a lot know. of people. No, capacity there was, was low. Yeah, capacity was really, really low, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, you know, you're still inside sharing air, laughing, heaving. Like, you right. know, like, it was a good show? I, okay, so I loved it. Um, here's how I'd describe it. For, first of all, Kyle hated it. After the show, he's like, the show sucked, the comics sucked. Uh, I, Wait, was yeah. he there? Yeah, Kyle was there. 
Yeah, oh, Kyle and Sahar were there. So when, so we got what? there first and hung out with Sahar. Um, Sahar made me feel really uncomfortable because she's like, you're always in the same city I'm in whenever I'm there. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't fucking plan that. Like, okay, exactly a year ago, I was in Austin right before the pandemic shut down. And uh, I saw them post that they were in Austin. I was like, oh shit, you're in Austin? I'm in Austin. So we met, hung out. It was a good time. Um, but right. then now exactly, like literally almost the same That's calendar weekend. That's random as hell, dude. I, I, yeah. And she pointed it out like four times. I'm like, all right, Sahar. I, like, I'm not stalking you. <laughs> right, right. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, Weird. But um, I knew that they'd smoke and it's not a place where things are legal so i was like so when you oh, want to yeah. do drugs like what do you do she's like you just go outside and go to that parking lot it's totally fine i'm like oh sweet so we got stoned smoked a joint before the show came back and we're so giggly the comics loved us <laughs> uh, uh you were the life of the room I, sure. we were oh my god we were dying on every every good joke we were dying dude i would be so happy to see just a slightly it was any show right now yeah. i would just be thrilled i know i loved it yeah. it was uh so i would i would say here's how i describe the show it it was a a local um i think it was like a local feature showcase show. Kinda, local yeah. showcase show exactly yeah and to be honest i mean it, nashville's not the biggest city in the world and it's certainly not known for its comedy so sure. you know, their local showcase kind of felt like they were all the best ofs of local open mics right like if they all won sure. the local open mic competitions and they'd be on that show that's how they got on that that's kind of how i'd imagine that i mean i like open mics so right, um, right. i i digged it. i i liked it a lot i mean they had a host the host was great the second comic she did nothing but pre-pandemic material that she probably was just dying to tell or she just did all her old shit. She had jokes about being a cougar and staying in college kids' couches. Like, it literally sounded like things you heard on Sex in the City. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, But it was fun being high and giggly. The the last comic, though, almost walked the room. Really? He had a joke about his niece. So... I'm I'm 100% certain that it started with him talking about his young niece and saying like kids say like whatever's on their mind and they don't have a filter like a joke you've heard too many times. Um sure. it's like an old it's Cosby joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so he's like I'm in my car and my niece and my niece goes I have a vagina and a booty. And I'm like I instantly really really uncomfortable. Yeah. And and, and then he goes and then she goes we're eating vagina and booty for dinner. Because, like, what you know, the- his point is kids say weird things. Dude, I don't know. And uh, then, that's not when he cringe. walked the room. And then he's like... That's not when... You- no. Okay. He, go- okay. he goes worse, dude. He goes, well, I guess I'm staying for dinner then. Oh, God. And, like, crickets. And, like, yeah. we all pause. Nobody laughs. And we're kind of, like, looking at each other, like, did he say, like, that's- kid yeah. or mentally disabled adult? Like, like neither of those seem to be okay, but no, like I'll take but, one over the other here. But geez, and yeah, then he went that's on to just somebody who's trying to shock, right? And that's not even. Yeah, he funny. had other good material, but it just it. Oh my god! Like the it made me not want to have laughed at other jokes earlier. Not from him, just yeah. anyone. I was like, I don't want to have laughed at yeah, all today. Feel, it is ugh. so bad. I I don't even like putting it on the show here. I know uh, it's gross. Yeah. Then he goes uh, on to another joke to mention that he's a teacher. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. 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 Um, just wrapping things up, uh, Saturday, Friday, we found the house we wanted. Actually, it was amazing. Uh, we spent the whole day. We looked at seven locations. I think we were getting a drink and Tasha's like looking at her email. She's like, Oh, this place got back to me this morning. I can't believe I didn't see this email. And she shows it to me. I'm like, I really like that place. Uh, is that the one you sent me the pics of? Yes. So we 
were that like, place oh, looks awesome. let's go there. So uh, jokingly, because we'd looked at so many places and we felt like we were striking out, I'm like, hey, take a picture of me next to the front porch. She took a picture of me. Uh, and then we go inside. Um, the living room's big, wood floors. We go, nice. each of the bedrooms are bigger than any of the places we've looked at yet. They're you know, not as big as we want, but we're renting, so it'll be fine. Sure. Um, you know, the kitchen's a little smaller than we want, but again, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were drinking so much water from trying to rehydrate. Uh, we were just happy that that property had a bathroom that had toilet paper that worked. So Natasha was right. like, I'm going to pee. Actually, sorry. I said, I'm going to pee. I think while I was peeing, Natasha's like, okay, now I have to pee. So I finished and I start looking around and I, I open up the side door uh, and go to look in the backyard and Natasha's in the bathroom and I'm like, Natasha, hurry up and get out here and look at this. And she's like, hey, right, fine. And she comes out there and the backyard is massive. It's a double lot. Uh, right. There's too much yard. Like it's like, why is this house so small? <laughs> but it's not too small of a house. It's right. it's perfect, man. Like there's gonna be a lot of things we hate about it once we live there, I'm sure, but it's everything we wanted in the house. It's in the location we wanted. So it's kind of like south of Nashville in an area called uh Wedgwood, Houston. Mm-hmm. And we we just loved it. We were like so we called the property management company, they said they had one other applicant, and we're like, Fuck, all right. Um but the fact they were telling us meant that they weren't like, yeah, we're getting it, or they're getting right, it. Right, right. Um, we go out. So the next day, we look at a couple other places, and then we decide to spend like the late afternoon or the early afternoon into the evening walking around that neighborhood. Um, all the places that are walkable from that house, there's a cider, uh, a cidery there that has beer too. There's a, there's a brewery there. Uh, there's a bunch of bars. They're all like pet friendly. Friendly people have their dogs and shit. And I was just it's getting a all. Place to leave. I was just getting all misty-eyed, man. I'm not even joking. Like, um, and then randomly, this fucking Dolly Parton song comes on called "My Tennis in My Tennessee Mountain Home." In my Tennessee Mountain Home. And I just fucking lost it, man. Like, wow, it's. You've been there for me through all of this, man. It's been a really rough two and a half years since the divorce. I know. And I just have never felt all at once that I had shelter that I'm providing myself, a good relationship, and an optimistic future. And um, yeah, Uh, can you talk for me, man? Yeah, yeah. No, that's huge, man. I'm so happy for you. Uh, that's that's amazing that that all that came through. Uh, yeah, man. <clears throat> I'll get a little over clamped over here myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, yeah, dude. I know you went through it, uh, but you know you're you're living proof that uh, you know perseverance can pay off. Like uh, you kept pushing through, um, and and now you're you're in a better place. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I always tell you know tell anybody it never helps to hear it um but (laughs) i had to tell myself a bunch of times like life goes on and it gets better yeah and there's such cliche words but you just like you have to hear those words and just be like yeah i know life goes on it gets better yeah yep it does (sighs) okay well why don't we talk about something (laughs) that is uh you you know what let's do a palette i think we should just end the show right there dude. (laughs) we're good let's go to media yeah i know (laughs) jeez oh god um okay let yeah yeah, so it, right. it was a good trip. Our flight back That's was awesome, pretty man. uneventful. Um, we'll talk about our media there because you watch the same movies as me, and we watched it on the plane. So, cool. Uh, do you want right. to do palate cleanser, Dustin's question? Yes, yes. We okay. need a, uh, a palate. I got a good one. I got a great Sorbet. one. It's in bold, so I wouldn't forget it. 
Okay. Has right. anyone been hit harder in the pandemic than restroom attendant guy? Oh my god. <laughs> uh definitely not. I mean, definitely not. I I haven't even thought about a restroom attendant guy for so long. Yeah. Where's the last time you encountered a restaurant a rest restroom attendant guy? I strip club, right? <laughs> yeah, they're always there. Gotta be, yeah, right? No. Um you know, that's a good question. Where would they still at? I mean, I don't go to nightclubs anymore, but that was where you always either, had to deal yeah. with them. I think I was at somewhere while I was in Tennessee. I was like, I haven't been in an indoor restaurant bathroom for a long time. Isn't there <laughs> supposed to be someone here offering me gum? Or a, a towelette? Yeah, yeah. Perhaps some uh, some some cologne? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you want any octo de Joe? Right? <laughs> that's what they all... Yeah. Who gets cologne from the restroom attendant guy? Yeah. No, not the restroom not- attendant guy. They smell usually. <laughs> Uh, they really do and they always get in the way of me peeing i'm like do you have to stand there i can't go if you're watching can you look that way yeah yeah and that guy at talent (laughs) wow Uh, that was a good question thanks thanks i have a a question a follow-up question okay strip clubs came up do they have a bunch of those bikini barista joints over there in nashville not that i know about what do you mean Oh, you don't know what this is? No. So this I, is they this, do have weird like um cabaret laws here. I think you have to so have a is, cabaret license to even do burlesque, which looks really good on your job applications in the future. Oh, I'm sure. It's just a way of moralizing through legislation. Hi, I'm here to complain about the state. I'm back. <laughs> I'm not there, crying hey, anymore. <laughs> there you go. There's Dustin. Yeah. Um, business licensure is bullshit. <laughs> so uh, up where my dad lives in Washington, although I've seen him other places too. I think in Oregon a few other places i think maybe even in the midwest like texas i've seen them um so these little small coffee huts right along the side of the the road and the baristas are all wearing like bikinis so you pull up and then they make you your coffee wearing the bikini and hand it to you there's some that even have like pasties and stuff i don't need that i know i don't really get it either like why do we need to i don't know I, but it's a thing yeah like i, I kind of wish that was i i am i mean I'm not virtue signaling here. I really wish that wasn't a thing. That's fucking gross, actually. I mean, well, people can do it. If it's profitable, too, people right? can do it. Yeah. I, like, I, up I don't like it with areas... the dudes either. Like, I feel like I would question a woman that had to get their coffee there. There's there's areas where they're like every other block you see one. Wow. It's well, weird. If the, you know what? I bet they make tips. I so bet they do, clearly yeah. those people obviously ask to. There's a tip joke there, but I can't think <laughs> of it. Let's not make it. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, shall we get into news and politics? Yeah, but you know, let's just do it. This is a good Dustin's questions to get us into the get the get the politics juices flowing. Okay, this isn't okay. restroom attendant theme podcast. Um, <laughs> so why do you think so much? I I actually have a few more like not I have, I have more like topical Dustin's questions that I sprinkled in here. So why do you think so much of American politics centers around waging political warfare against people who want to live differently than you do? Live differently than you do. So as in like class or just in, in you... all the vague ways that i mean i feel like any all way you can that manifest can that that's I right think that's true yeah well that's culture war right is that that's yeah that's i suppose sort of... so yeah sure so I, I guess yeah i guess i made fancy words for culture war thanks yeah i think that's just a that's just symbolic of the well the time that we find ourselves in where people aren't so interested in, in policy or law, cause that's just complicated, right? That stuff, you gotta actually read the details and figure out what's going to happen, what's going to do. 
how it's going to affect your life. Whereas you can just easily get outraged because the guy across the street wants to, you know, fly a Trump flag or fly a, or whatever the opposite of that is. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just easier to, to engage, I guess, with politics at that level than at a more serious level or a more, it's like a superficial <clears throat> yeah. thing that they yeah. know can bother you. It's, um, I mean, that's why, radio, you know, right wing radio well, exists. But partly, but also that's why, like, you know, we just passed a, or, or about to pass a, a $1.9 trillion stimulus package, which we'll talk about later. And you just don't see, cer- well, certain segments of the media, primarily the left-wing media, are just going to cover it like hoorah and talk about the good things that they like about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the right-wing media is more or less ignoring it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're kind of- Let's talk about Dr. Seuss. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Dr. Seuss. Let's talk about Dr. Seuss. Actually, can I, can I, will I derail you if I say anything about that? No, Because we don't have a Dr. Seuss topic. I don't want to fucking talk about Dr. Okay. So, um, who canceled those books, Alan? The publisher, the owner of the the copyright to those books. But like the Dr. Seuss estate, I believe. They they were like, well, we don't, we don't like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Random House that did it. It was, you know, it wasn't Penguin Books that did it. No. Yeah. Um, and were they books that we'd ever heard of? No, yeah. no. And meanwhile, there, there's like Jim Jeffries, I think, is sitting in front of the Senate reading a different reading Dr. Seuss book that yeah. didn't get canceled. Right. Proving what? Meanwhile, there's meaningful things to argue and debate about in a $2 trillion stimulus package, <laughs> right. relief right. package. Like, right. Let's argue over the the fact that there's something baked into that that's I think like a hundred billion, which is a good time to remind our listeners again that in a trillion dollars there's a million million dollars. So a you can dollars. hide a hundred billion very easily. Like it sounds like a lot. I mean it is at that point a tenth of a trillion, right? But like right. there there's I think like a hundred billion, or maybe it's only maybe it's only a couple billion. Um, only a couple yeah, billion. Towards uh, for the next two years to give people that have children um, a, a certain tax credit. They're paying people oh, if they already yeah. had kids. What What about that makes any sense? Like, what about that is fair, by the way? Like, what, what about, I mean, is it to pay them back because of the burden of having children? Like, what, 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 what? F- well, oh, so there has been a child tax credit. Um, yes, there for, has. For yeah. years and years. This is an point. additional one to um, last for two years. And guess what? What happens in two years, Alan? Democrats are going to uh, be running for office again, aren't they? Yes, they so are. So they're going to need that to get reinstated, just like they latched themselves on Obamacare. So, to you had something else to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> this that that particular part of the bill is actually pretty weird. And I don't think it's getting a lot of play. No, because um, they're reading green eggs and ham. The Republicans <laughs> who are supposed to get mad at that are reading green eggs and ham. Meanwhile, a Democrat from Arizona well, is the only person saying, "Hey, what the fuck is this fifteen dollars an hour shit? Aren't you supposed to have principles here, Republicans?" And they're like, "Who are you? You're not one of us." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. The, I mean, the, I think part of the reason is that the bill is really popular with the American public, and so while the Republicans are, you know, clearly not voting for it, it's it's gone down party lines a hundred percent so far, and it likely will again as it passes the House probably tomorrow. Um, not a single Republican has voted for it in the Senate or the House so far. 
Um, so while they're happy to vote against it or not for it, they don't really want to make a huge stink about any issues they might have with it because of how popular it is, not only with just the American people in general, but even Republicans. Well, yeah, because um, and six months ago when their guy was still in office, they were pushing many of the same policies that are now uh, yes. included in this bill well, the by the Democrats. Well, the $2,000 relief check was Trump's thing. I know. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, uh, like, and you know what the thing is? We deserve this because nobody cares. Yeah. Well, I mean that that, and the thing is that you, th that that question gets to is, I think the point is that it's easier to talk about Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head than it is to actually like talk about real numbers and the impact it actually has in economics, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that child tax credit is kind of strange. So basically, I'll just sum it up real quickly is that for parents of children under five they get three hundred dollars per child per month um, for the next two years typically uh the the, the child wow. tax Wait, credit say how much three hundred dollars a month per child per child so if you have five so kids you make fifteen hundred dollars no that's not right three yeah Did yeah that right yeah i don't know if there's some sort of cap on it i don't think I saw that. So I think it's unlimited. Yeah. So it's $3,600 a year of tax credit. Um, I think the last. I oh, also, last I year, hate children, right? Like that's what happens when you say this, right? Is you must hate kids. <laughs> last year, I want to say that the tax credit for a child was like maybe 1500 or 2000. So this raises it quite a bit. And instead of Does having it raise it or is this on top of that? No, I believe this is instead of that. All right. I believe. Yeah. I'm not 100% yeah, yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, but instead of it being a tax credit where at the end of the year that it just comes off of what you normally would have to pay in taxes yeah. and likely you get a refund, they they're actually payments. pushing this money out. Like, Which as a sounds a lot like Andrew Yang's plan. So it's just like, cool. Sounds we a can't lot like do, UBI. Yeah. So we yeah. can't do UBI. We'll just backdoor it through this spending bill or through this um, relief bill along with all these other things that have nothing to do with COVID relief because like 3 billion of this is all that's actually allocated to this vaccine rollout and like things directly related to, you know, the FDA's ability or to, to, to curb this pandemic. You said I like a lot of aspects of this bill. There's some aspects of it I think are a little fishy. Um, but I think that's kind of the sausage is, is typically how that works. Well, this is um, typically. There's nothing typical about a $2 trillion relief Sure, Dustin. We passed one like a year ago. You know, what are we yeah. at? It's going to be like $5 trillion at this just, point just, all, in all yeah. of them. We, me and you will be, through our taxes, paying back the Obama $800 billion, which is like nothing compared to this 800 billion or 800 million 800 billion billion uh which they said you... wasn't enough by the way right well they said it was too yeah low. right um so me and me and you will be paying back that 800 billion for the rest of our lives um because we're already not paying for the wars that we're going to but just like me and it you just... our taxes will be paying towards that so any kids that you have because i won't have any um they're going to be paying back this and their kids will probably be paying back this like we're, we're we won't be financially solvent it's over <laughs> yeah but the weird thing is that all the things you just said would typically you would expect to hear from a conservative republican and instead of that you're hearing dr seuss exactly. and that's just and that is that i think that is a fundamental i mean that that is a fundamental change in the way our politics um has worked and it's it's become more and more visible over the last decade mm 
Um, I mean, you could say that that Trump accelerated everything or that or whatever. I don't think I think it was going that way anyways. Prior to him, um, he was just sort of a symptom, right? Not the not the cause. Mm. Um, but it it is very surprising that um, you're not you're just not hearing that from from the standard right where you would expect. No, to hear. Like you said, they're talking about Mr. Potato Head, which actually um, you might have to look this up to fact check me, but. Do you know like the the bottom line of that potato head story too? Both of these big stories that Republicans are latched onto are they're bullshit. Yeah. Do you know? So all they did was change the name of the company. They exactly. Still are, they're still manufacturing. Say that, say that slower and differently. Not actually slower, but like. So th- there is still going to be a Mr. Potato Head and a right. Mrs. Potato yes, Head. Yes, because they are a family. At your Walmart. They are a family of of genitalia less uh, potatoes. <laughs> yes. Entities. Spores. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Spuds, there you go. Um, Spuds McKenzie, great dog. Um, so essentially what they have changed is the actual name of the company, which is now just the Potato Head Company, I guess, or something like that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the bill? Or I think we yeah, kind of covered. Well, I, I think so. Do you have more you want to talk about? Uh, all I would say is that, so it is $1.9 trillion. The The Senate um, kind of massaged the bill a little bit on their end and sent it back down to the House. The House is going to vote on it tomorrow morning. It will likely pass in a, a completely party line mm-hmm. vote with no Republicans voting for it, uh, but it will still pass. And Biden intends to sign it by the weekend. Um, and that is to prevent the unemployment benefits that are set to expire from expiring. So this this bill adds another $300 a week to your unemployment benefit on top of what you normally would get from your state. That is set to expire at the end of this week. And so... Uh, the Biden administration's hope is to get this signed into law before that actually impacts anyone. $1,400 payments? $1,400 payments are scheduled to go out. Uh, well, they're saying it could go out as early as this month, so before the end of March. Um, they did lower, and I didn't see the final on this. I know they were talking about lowering the um, the eligibility requirement to, uh, you had to make as a, if you were a couple, so a married couple, less than $150,000 a year to qualify for this, and individuals, I believe, is less than $80,000 a year, maybe seventy-five. But okay, so like the half of. So what if you make couple, over eighty yeah. grand a year, uh, you're not going to qualify, and if you make over one hundred fifty as a couple, then you wouldn't qualify either. I believe that's where it landed. You want to go into a question before the yeah. next topic? Yeah. Um, so half of Americans surveyed in a Gallup poll recently identified as independent. This is the highest number ever recorded. What do you attribute this to? Well, I attribute it to a lot of different things, but uh, one of the major drivers I would say is the, there's been, it's not, I wouldn't call it an exodus, but there have been a, a lot of, actually a lot of people that we're talking about, a lot of people who would consider themselves conservative, who considered the Republican party as a party that represented them, uh, no longer feel that way um, based on fiscal policy, based on sort of, you know, the just blind following of whatever Trump wants to apparently wants to do. Um, so there have been a lot of defectors from the, the Republican Party and they're just going to independence. They're not necessarily signing up as Democrats. Uh, on the flip side, I would also say there's there's been defectors from the Democratic Party as well. Yeah. Uh, people that just don't feel represented by that party who feel um that you know the party is um not focused on the working class the way it used to be they are willing Um, to listen to 
a person who has a job they've never heard of in the Senate that says they can't do something that normally, like in the past, they would just fire that person and replace them with someone that says they can until they get what they wanted. I'm talking about the $15 an hour minimum wage, the parliamentary. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, the parliamentary. Did, never even heard of that person before in my life. I act like I know politics. Apparently, I don't. I mean, you act, if you it's think you're better than me, position. act like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the it's the rules person. And like just like anything else in life, if you don't like the rules person, you just fire them and get someone that's like, nah, right. I like those rules. But, if you don't like, like the ref, you just fire them. That's like, what Trump nah. did. That's what Trump oh, yes. did on their taxes. Yeah, on the, the tax did. reform. No, it was right. literally what Trump did with everything, but they, he specifically did that with the uh, the tax bill. Um, and they're like, well, we need a House parliamentar- or a parliamentarian that'll let us do this. Yeah, like you're saying, though, like the, the people that voted for them in November expected certain key planks that they said they were going to do. Like, you know, I didn't vote Democrat. I voted Libertarian still. I'm in California, guys. It was going to be okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but a lot of people that voted had in mind, you know, like I did, that maybe we wouldn't bomb the Middle East within... 40 days of being in office. Yeah, 60 days of being in office. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, my kind of thought as an answer is I I, I feel like the events of the last, the events, the the events and behaviors of Donald Trump in the prior three months, maybe not the last month, but the prior three months before that, I think did as much to sway people out of those parties um, as anything else. All of that said, people say this and then they still vote along their prior party lines the way they did before yeah Yeah, that's true that's true um did you read that uh, i don't don't know if i want to really get into this but did you read the taibi um post this last week about that martin gary book uh i think i read something he wrote something about substack that i read this is on his substack no i know but there he had an article about somebody who was tearing apart substack no no this is this is more recent i think this came out today maybe oh no i didn't see it um Really I've interesting. Been checking and I, I my guess, emails for job offers. I'm like, did you get I it? Feel you. I get it. I yeah. feel you. One of the things he talks about is that there were a large number of voters for Obama that then voted for Trump. And yeah, and they said to, that it was a decent statistic. Like it, that to body that, was enough to give Trump the difference, right? Right. Okay. And you have to figure that those people were just voting because they were sick of the status quo and they yeah. felt like that was. I know a lot of those people and they rode with Trump and, and those were those, I I think statistically were the people that rode with Trump for like three and a half years and then just said, I can't do this anymore because we know a lot of those people too. We do. We do. Uh, So this is uh, Matt Taibbi Substack, the prophet of the Trump era. It's a review of Martin Gurry's book, the revolt of the public. I I recommend that you check that out. Maybe we can talk about it next week on the show. Put a note in it. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a very interesting read. Um, In fact, I'm going to subscribe to his Substack because he didn't put all of it in in the free one. I'm like, I really want to read the rest of this. Yeah. Uh, He's the first one where I was like, subscribe to. Yeah. Did you know he was 51 years old? I thought he I was like a thirty-year-old because he mentioned it in what, either either a podcast or a. a yeah, a I think it was on article. it was on their podcast this week, and I was just like, "Hold on, I didn't know." I, is this yeah. a joke? And I was like, "You know, I'm just going to look that up." He sounds like our age or I know. younger, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I figured he was like a thirty-something. It's fine. We're all going to die. Indeed. Would you say it gets better? Uh, yeah, life goes on and it gets better you until you die. <laughs> A little contradictory, but okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes okay. dying is pleasant. I mean, sweet you know, release. Sweet, sweet release. Um, okay, so we should talk about Cuomo again a little bit on the show. We brought it up last week, I believe. Um, man, this really feels like uh, the dam breaking at this point. We're there was def- a Democratic. 
party official in that state that called him out and told him that he and said that he should re- recommend that he resign, right? Yeah, a senator in the um, a state senator in New York. I saw a headline. I didn't read it. It said um, he's now feeling the consequences of the squeeze he put on Letitia, Letitia James, the state attorney general. I don't know what that means. Do you know anything about that? Did I just put um, you on the spot? You did. She is a state attorney general, and she is overseeing the investigation into his actions. I don't oh. recall. Dude, well, okay, Albany's so corrupt. I highly recommend, um, there's a podcast called American History Tellers by Wondery, and maybe a year, year and a half ago, they had a series on um, Tammany Hall. It, it's the power, it's not a, um, it's, it's like not an official center. bottle. It's, it's not yeah. an official body. But it is the unofficial power center in Albany around the governor's power. So the governor, the secretary of state, and someone else, they all, and maybe the lieutenant governor, they had this old system where they would go into a room, lock the doors, make decisions in private, come back out, and everybody would live by it. And then like Spitzer or somebody tried to fucking um, undo that, and then they turned out to be just as corrupt. And now we're looking at the next one. It's just every generation has a scandal in that fucking state. All those governors are corrupt. They all always are. I mean, they are everywhere. You, you, I'm way off, but um, I, I know I'll forget this. Uh <laughs> My favorite thing about Cuomo is whenever something important happens to him, he goes on TV and gets interviewed by his brother. Okay, go ahead, Alan. Yeah, you know, I actually watch his brother's show from time to time, and he's he's come out uh, and said about this particular scandal that he's just not going to talk about it. He understands CNN has to, but he can't because it's his brother. Um, so that's def- and there I've seen some mashups of of appearances that his brother has had on his show where they they talk about his sort of sexual proclivities that that don't look so good now in this light. Um, so yeah, uh, just to bring us everybody up to speed, we now have five women, including two former members of his administration who have accused him of sexual harassment oh, wow. or inappropriate behavior. I guess the most interesting thing about the most recent accusations um, is that they are not accusing him of simply verbal abuse, um, but actual physical touching, kissing, etc. Lower back, um, hand on the lower back. Lower back, lower no, back. No, really? Yeah, groping, oh. kissing. Uh, and this is, you know, his sort of non-apology apology that he that he sent out. He then followed that up with that actual press conference. Dude, you nailed he... that. You were talking about his non-apology apology on this show that we record on Tuesday, and then like on Thursday. They were talking about his statement on Wednesday that sounded just like what you read on right. the show. Yeah, so he actually came out and did a you know a press conference where he basically did the same non-apology apology. Oh, but he sounded like this. Can I do the impression? Yeah, go for I it. I am so sorry. I hurt people, <laughs> and I don't normally say W's instead of R's unless I want you to think I'm a little baby that didn't mean to hurt anybody. I'm pretending <sighs> to feel like I'm crying. You know how you can tell I'm not faking yeah. about like Something I like was that. really about to cry earlier, yeah. and I didn't sound like that. Like, you did not sound like that. No, piece um, of shit. but what he has always maintained an erection is that no. look, I might have said things that not that were inappropriate, but I didn't realize it. But I never touched anybody. I never crossed that line. And now there are two women accusing him of crossing that very line. Yeah. So uh, it is being investigated. We'll see. But I mean, it feels like as more and more dominoes fall here. Um, this doesn't. This seems to be a pattern, um, can, not a, a one-off. Can I ask you thing. a question? Yeah. Um, 
So this is a dangerous question, but I know you'll apply the principle of charity to me and just understand I'm trying to be curious here. Sure. Um, anytime there's stories like this, my mind goes to, well, is there a pattern of behavior, right? Sure. And this one sounds like there's a pattern. Um, and like with Cosby is like the best example of it, right? Because it's just like every single woman, 50 of them say it's the same exact thing, right? Yeah, same MO. So I'm just curious what you think about this. I am not accusing. Happy International Women's Day yesterday. Uh, before yes. this question, Jesus Christ, I'm so nervous about this question. How is it? Do you think it would be difficult to find a bunch of attorneys that would represent clients and and somehow have the same pattern? Like, could that be produced? Because they would have, I mean, the attorneys would have something to gain from it, right? Yeah. Uh, and they do that with other cases, right? Or like, oh, you want to take that client because you think you'll get a big win. I I, I don't like doubt. Be... I, I He looks like a fucking slime ball, and I believe most politicians, especially in New York, are corrupt. Yeah. And he's got like nothing but scandal really, in his really background, difficult. going back to when he was an assistant for his fucking dad, who was a governor. I mean, you have to imagine. So, so for somebody to... So what you're saying, so if they were going to try to coerce somebody into line to like take somebody down, um, I just can't imagine all those people putting their name on it and their yeah, career online. I mean, I that's their personal. I mean, that's that's nobody wants to be. I mean, you know, like even the the um, I can't you would her think name that, right but now. you also would think that you wouldn't go around groping women, putting your hands on their back, you know, doing all those well, things either. So it's like if both things seem implausible, I. I, well, hold on. So okay. let me just say, say this real quick. So I can't remember her name right now, but the the woman who came out against Kavanaugh, yeah, uh, like there's absolutely no reason that she would put herself and her family through that ordeal, unless. unless oh, don't you remember that best-selling book she had? I'm joking. I, I I'm sure she had a book, but I, none of us I fucking don't think read she it. Like, did. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was but, joking. That's what everybody said at the time. She's gonna have a book. That's why she's doing it. It's like, mom. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't see that as being likely a likely scenario. Not just that, but just that you're you're putting your name up and and saying that this happened, and that's a it's a very painful thing to go through. Even if it didn't happen, to say that happened, and you have to like put yourself out there. Yeah, and then the, that's gonna be what's gonna be remembered about you for a really long right. time. And how would all these people uh, and how would appear all these, credible yeah. too? Right? Yeah. I just don't I just don't see that, man. Yeah, and then you look at it the other side of it, and you're like, well, you seem guilty as fuck. Um, and this all. Oh, that's plausible. what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Is that, yeah, like for you and me, like we we hear these stories about these guys, people in power, and we're just like, can you? We we can't even imagine like anybody acting in that manner. Uh, and that's a good thing <laughs> for yeah. us, right? right? Um, but that's because those people have been in that sort of power structure for so long, where they just you know they get away with everything and, and they've been in that power structure for decades at this point um and obviously it was it was worse you know 30 years ago oh, i hope it was than it is now i yeah. hope we've progressed um but they just you know it's you know when he when 45 says grab him by the pussy you know i can't help myself that is that is just male privilege i don't know that seems like the wrong word but that is just I, somebody who's grown up in an environment where they could act with impunity towards females and not 
experience any repercussions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they just and, and to also do it. not have that thing that you should get where you go, did I do something I shouldn't have done? That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That, that that thing that's not like oh god. That's, you know that thing that's that you sticky. feel right now about you know, something you might have done by accident when you were twelve and you still remember and then you have to yeah. tell everyone you're like oh no I just bit my lip while I was eating it's not that like it sounded like you just went mm, out loud in a conversation oh no I was just reminiscing on the time I embarrassed something? myself in front of like all my classmates yeah. Yeah, yeah they don't have that, that instinct, right? They no, just go, they oh, don't. yeah, I uh, oh, okay. well, because, moved on with my life. I mean, they must have had the instinct at some point, but it's just been, you know, it's been lost based on their environment and experience. You'd and think, right? I mean, they also could be sociopaths. Oh, but that's sure, a lot of sure. people, right? Yeah, okay. that's a, yeah. Well, especially politicians. Oh, I mean, it I mean, attracts, there's got to be a high percentage, yeah, right? <laughs> right, right. Certain fields attract certain types of individuals. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I think we navigated that minefield. I think successfully. so too. Yeah, thanks for answering that. I um, yeah, I I I was hopeful that I could ask it and you could refute what I was asking, and you think you did a great yeah. job. Thanks. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> can I rant a little bit about the New York Times before we go to yes, break? Yes, please. Okay. Um, so I was kind of off on my podcasting schedule with the traveling. For some reason, I'll line up on my podcast for the plane, and then I just don't listen to anything. I don't know what the fuck happens on there. It's like six hours. You think you get a ton of podcasts in, it's just nothing. I don't know what happens. <laughs> It's Xanax. Uh, yeah, it was probably the Xanax. Oh, no, I was editing this podcast. By the way, if the show sounded weird last week, I was on Xanax. Uh, um, <laughs> sounded fine to me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of my podcast diet, I, I only listened to a couple of the New York Times dailies. I was just, I'd look at the titles. I was like, no, nah, I don't care about that. Fine, I'll skip it. But um, their Friday show was, I think it was entitled like Biden's Dilemma Part 1, and their Monday yeah. show was Biden's Dilemma Part 2, something like that. Yeah, I listened to Part 1. I didn't listen to Part 2 yet. So my takeaway from Part 1, so what, do you remember the topics of Part 1? Like, what, what were they saying was Biden's big challenge he was dealing with? Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudis, as to basically how to deal with MBS um, after the intelligence report was released, um, saying that uh, we knew that MBS was behind the Jamal Khashoggi assassination. Right. So and, and prior to the prior to his election, you know, in the run up in his campaign, he had been asked in a um in a debate a, or a town debate, hall. Yeah, in a debate what he would do about um if if it was true that MBS had indeed been involved in that killing. And he came out very hard lines as far as, you know, I would there'd be sanctions, et cetera. I think he said but, that the Saudi Arabian government has no socially redeeming characteristics. Yeah. Something like that. Were, which He said they were a pariah and they had no yeah, socially redeeming characteristics. Which is a yes, weird he, choice, like socially redeeming. Like, how about just like it's repulsive, what, it's reprehensible what they did. Uh, yeah. There was a point in there, I don't have it like word for word, but they said something along the lines of the Michael Barbaro has this thing where, you know, they'll say something and then he'll, su so what I'm hearing is, and he'll summarize right. it. And he said, he so yeah. what, what I'm hearing is, it seems that in order to not upset Saudi Arabia, we have to keep a hard stance on Iran because they're mortal enemies. And we can't be too hard on Saudi Arabia because they have a young king who is going to live for the rest of his life and eventually may side with China if we're too hard on them. That's pretty much what he said, I think, yes. Well, then <laughs> if you say it like that, I guess there's nothing he could do, right? Like, there's nothing that Biden... What could Just, Biden possibly do? That's You summarized it. There's nothing he could do. I, I, last time I fucking checked, we're the United States of America. I thought, if we thought that there... First of all, I thought we had this smug, undeserved sense of superiority, and we walked around the fucking world telling everybody 
that their shit stinks and what they're doing wrong. And I would have thought that when a king commits an international murder, he becomes an international murderer, and we should lead the way to take him to an international murder trial. What the fuck, New York Times? Like... This is this is called American exceptionalism. That's what you're referring to. Wow. And yeah, it's it's a thing. Uh, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, but they, we didn't that, act American exceptionally. We did not. Like, I thought we were supposed well, to. Well, yeah. because, like I said on the show last week, platform? because Saudi Arabia. Um, I, it's. I, I think that they framed that in a way that was just trying to, you know, you talk about funnels in articles. I think they sure. started off really wide, like, look at all these potentials. We can do nothing. We could go over there and start a, we could do an airstrike against an ally saying that you shouldn't have done this, you know, and then somewhere in the middle might be something like we don't allow him to travel to the United States. It's uh, actually a pretty big deal. Yeah. So many potential outcomes. And then they just funnel it down to frame it like, well, can't you well, see why Biden wouldn't do anything about this? They just are a fucking propaganda mouthpiece, man. Like they just do everything yeah. they can for the Biden administration. And it drives me sick. It, dri- it makes me sick. Like it really is disgusting because it makes it hard to cite them as a source and expect people to be like, oh, you mean that credible news agency? Like, I guess I guess I do give them some credit in that they did admit or, or did report what actually happened and what what is believed to have happened with Khashoggi and MBS's involvement. And they did report that, you know, Biden had said in his run up to the election that he would take strong action. And they did report that he did not, in fact, take strong action. Now, and then they were like, you oh, can but he say, have. you can say that they 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 explained that away, uh, but they still told those facts. Um, which I think if they were purely... Yep, as soon as a, they were done telling those facts, he goes, well, let me summarize that. It sounds like he couldn't have done anything. But if they were purely a, a mouthpiece for the administration, I think they probably could have... The, the administration would rather they just avoided the topic altogether. You know what I mean? Like, if that was... If they, if there was a red phone, uh, you know, from the... Okay, uh, I'm the sorry press office, they aren't as perfect <laughs> of a bootlicker as I'm painting them out to be. Perhaps they would like <laughs> to have... A, a, they're trying to... Yeah, you're right, Alan. What I'm hearing from you is they're attempting to maintain a facade of being objective well no so i think and this happens a lot on cable news i think i mentioned it here before is that um a lot of these purportedly uh news tellers uh whether they be an anchor on cnn or fox or msnbc um aren't it's it's an op-ed is what you're getting mm-hmm. in that show it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just the facts it's not just the news right i, I don't care uh, for michael barbara's opinion on anything <laughs> well, I, and so that's fine, but but you still have the the reporting organization behind him who is telling you these facts. Now, the way he's interpreting them, that is an op-ed, right? That is not journalism. That's not straight pure journalism, right? That is an opinion that he is expressing. Um, so I feel like you have to separate those two things. Okay, what I'm hearing from you is that on their <laughs> daily news show, yeah, right exactly. <laughs> so on their daily news show, someone will come on who is an objective reporter saying things that are factual, and then it's his turn at the end to go, "How do I spin this so that the Biden administration looks good?" Is that what you're saying? Because that's like what that's he keeps fucking happening. doing. Yeah, it is what's happening. Because guess what? On Monday, this happened. <laughs> so on Monday's okay. show, the it, uh, Biden's second problem is uh, about kids in cages on the border. Um, I didn't listen to this one yet. So. There has been a spike in unaccompanied minors crossing the border since the Biden administration 
Um, much of that's attributed to a better posture towards that from the immigrants' perspective, so they're more willing to take that risk. That's right. However, and it's also because the right, there was the near zero when Trump was there, so any number above that is a big one now, right? Yeah, a lot of people on the right are pointing to Biden's stances on immigration as the cause for Catalyst. for this, yeah. and saying that that's you know clearly his policy is leading to a worse a worse crisis on the border yeah. than Trump. Now, would yes. you agree that going into the Trump administration, this administration, if you were paying attention, which I think you were, uh, as I was, I was during, yeah, as I was during the no, but during the Obama administration too, we knew that this was an issue. You know, a lot yes. of people that do whataboutism are like, well, Obama started this. Like, well, you fucking know that. Like, I know that. Like, I don't. Yeah. He. he we did a lot of really disgusting things with that, he, but he wasn't so. Oh, a lot of a lot of uh, Hispanic political organizations. I can't name them right off the top of my head, but were very upset. They called him the deporter in chief, yeah. and they yeah, it was it was a big deal. But yeah. the problem is, Trump gave that uh, the ability to make that decision down to like almost the border patrol officer level. So with that, there's a lot. It's kind of like what he did with the Middle East. They allowed airstrikes to go down to like the commander level, like something really low. Yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, you can have a lot of mistakes that happen when you don't have, you know, as many top-down directions with things like, you know, human rights. So, anyway, um, it's a messy situation, right? Like the whole idea of do you cage this family together? Do you keep these? And you know, I totally get it. Like that's not an easy one to solve. And that was the whole argument for the last four years: was Republicans could point at this, Democrats could point at this, they could point at each other, saying that they both were making bad actions because. What are you supposed to do? People are breaking the law to come to the country, and you can either detain them or you can turn them back into Mexico. But if you turn them back to Mexico and they're from Honduras, now they're not where they were supposed to be. But they did really assume that risk when well, they chose I, I to do that. But. The, even the Trump administration even admitted, I believe, that that the reason that they had the child separation policy was, was to, to deter. To was for deterrence. Deter. It's fucking yeah, it was disgusting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Okay. Yeah. So. They frame the whole argument and say now it's spiking again and this is kind of on Biden and what's he supposed to do about it. Um, you know, uh, by, they, they said something like Biden is so. So Barbaro summarizes it sort of along this way of saying Joe Biden's keeping his word. I, I, he said that it sounds like Joe Biden is keeping his word. You're going to hear that tomorrow when you listen to it. Sounds like Joe Biden is keeping his word and finding that it's harder than he thought to not cage kids while accepting a small amount of asylum seekers and returning as many people back to the country they came from as they can, which is a fully loaded statement. I'm totally aware of that. And then he says this. God. It feels like what we're learning. Oh, can I do it with a Barbaro impression? Please do. It feels like what we're learning is the depth of the complexity of this problem. Rather than exactly how Biden is going to respond to it, that might take longer to understand. His pacing's all fucked up, and I tried to do fucked up pacing, and it didn't sound right. But he basically said, like, it feels like we're learning that the depths of this complexity of this problem, excuse me, it, sound, it feels like we're learning the depth of the complexity of this problem rather than exactly how Biden is going to respond to it. And that might take longer to understand. Understand what? You're the fucking New York Times. You're the newspaper. You have all the fucking news. You're the ones with the news. You knew that this was a complex situation four years ago, eight years ago, during the Bush administration, when I grew it's up been... in San Diego in the 90s, it was a big fucking deal. Like, this is not a new complex problem. You are not now learning the depth of the complexity <laughs> of this problem rather than exactly how Biden decades. is going to respond to it. And that may take longer to understand. You imagine them ever using those words with Trump. 
No, I actually what I was reminded of was Trump's words himself, where he said, uh, "Healthcare is hard. Who knew?" <laughs> like, like, like we all knew. Actually, everybody uh, knew. <laughs> I needed that. Thanks, man. Uh, I told. I gave myself a note to not be so heavy on these things. I'm sorry, man, but that just really pissed me off. It's not <laughs> no, new. It's- You're the news. You're just not right. recognizing it after your guy gets in and now you can rationalize his actions through your perspective that favors him. I'm more inclined to agree with your critics that call you a propagandist for the Democratic Party. That's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, I, I can't... You, you couple those two things together and it's a fucking mouthpiece and it's disgusting. And you're supposed to be a news agency that I... I don't know who else to go to. I can't go to the Washington Post because I tried to read a headline today and had to open it five times because the pop-up kept coming up. I'm not paying them God, either. They're terrible. I'm not paying them. They're fucking horrible. They had a, uh, did you see what their headline was about the stimulus package? No, uh, I did not. Uh, Biden's stimulus will rain down on poor families, giving the opportunity just just oh my god yeah you're right he will rain down wealth on these poor families that their children will be paying back via high taxes for the rest of their life very objective fuck it like where am i supposed to go to the the chicago tribune just got bought up by a hedge fund that kills newspapers so it's gone yep um i i think the miami sun herald is a good article uh good (laughs) well i only think of them because they broke the epstein story Right. The Rocky Mountain News? Like, are they there? I don't fucking know. Who are, like, San Diego Union? Question. Like, did you have Did you have study skills as, like, an elective in junior high? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. And they teach you to separate, like, um, opinion from fact. Yes, you read right. A paragraph, yeah. Yeah. things like that. Yeah. I think that a lot of people have lost or never had that skill. Uh-huh. And they, you know, when they, when they listen to things like that, especially if it's from their own echo chamber, um, whether it's on cable news or a podcast or a newspaper, wherever it is, they're not able to separate those things. And it's just like, um, oh, okay, this is gospel now. This is the news. This is the truth, right? Um, and I don't know how we fix that, but if we're going to be effective as, as, uh, as I want not civilians, what's the, what's the, the we live in a in society. Rome? What do they call them in Rome? What's uh, the, the plebs? Not the plebs. So the, as a, Patrician you, class. <laughs> what do you want? You have a responsibility as a what in the society? Citizen. Citizen. Yeah, I guess that's that's the right word. All right. So if we're gonna if we're actually going to be good citizens and take care of our democracy, mm-hmm. we got to find some of that stuff again. You know, we got we have to be able to separate those things and make in, informed and intelligent decisions that aren't so biased, um, just based on on real facts and news. And that's that's the hard part, right? Yeah. And the the, the, un, the unfortunate thing is that. We know uh, that the way news is based, the financial model, right, of, of news, whether it's online or whether it's on television or in a podcast, is all based on um, ad revenue. Ad revenue. And that means appealing to people's like baser instincts, I guess, mm-hmm. is a way you could say that. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping them engaged and keeping them active. And, and, and we all know how they do that, right? And that, so that's not useful if we're going to be good citizens and and take care of our democracy so i don't know you know um in fact that that matt taibbi article he talks to the author of that book about like what can be done to fix it and there there's it, basically what has to happen is an awakening you know of people realizing like what's going on um, and seeing through the bullshit and that seems a really hard hard bar to to achieve hmm. I mean, at least for a, a large percentage of the population. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and I don't want, I'm not saying like it's hopeless here. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying like, Oh no, I'm but saying, it might be, it's on maybe, both sides. M- maybe Neanderthals. Man, Jesus. I mean, that's the topic for the next half, right? Is, Is it? it? Yeah. I got it. In oh, Toronto. you did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On that note. Yeah. Let's go to half. Let's go to half. All right, cheers. I'll see you on the B side. Right, drive safe. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Cross the mountains Nailed it every time. That is so I weird. Know. <laughs> Pete and everything. Uh, I, I was sticking uh, yeah. Good PSI. Dude, I... Nice. To the forest <laughs> of your cheese. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, before we get back, I, um, I'm really enjoying this week's show. I, we're having a lot of fun. I'm liking it too. I feel like I should be sober more often. <laughs> and I am. I, I got to say, I'm probably less prepared for this show Me than I've too. been for this show in a long time. You but know what? We're just I, having a good time going back and forth. Normally, I cram right before the show, drag my notes yeah. around, put things in order. I woke up early, put my notes in, and then didn't think about it for the rest of the day. Anytime something came up, I was like, oh, I'll add this, add that. I should probably do that. Nice. And, and yeah. like, I, honestly, I just feel like I'm like connecting thoughts a lot better because my brain isn't clouded with pot smoke. <laughs> that could be helpful. <laughs> could be helpful, yeah. <sighs> All right. We are back. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You want to talk about the Royals, the Kansas City Royals? Yeah, dude, Kansas City Royals. Somebody, uh, Oprah interviewed George Brett uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, me and George Brett have a have one thing in common. Do you want to guess what it is? Uh, if you, I, I have not hit three thousand hits. George oh, Brett okay. has three thousand hits, and I am not a Hall of Fame baseball player. Um, so I'm just ruling out the things that it you might think it is, but you know. There's there's facts about George Brett that are pretty common, but maybe you don't know it. I don't think I do. He's a notorious pants shitter. <laughs> I did not know that, yeah. and I, I wasn't aware that we were um, uh, divulging to the listeners that you were also a notorious pants shitter I, either. I mean, I've just done it more than once as an adult, have, which I think is a lot. It's been documented on the show, I believe. It, it, yes. Yeah, it has. Uh, oh, by the way, last week's episode when I talked about pooping on the toilet lid, Natasha was like, <laughs> Natasha was in the car. She's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, should I not have? I actually, I was like, I thought I was going to cut this out, but I was on Xanax on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, you know, listening back to shows, sometimes I forget the things I've said, and then I'm like, oh, I said that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nothing as bad as me. No, we're good. Yeah. We're good. All right. So the Royals, and no, we're talking about the Royal Family in London, in the UK. There was a bombshell interview with Oprah and the former Duchess of Sussex and Dutch of Sussex, Prince Harry and Meghan. Um. A couple of bombshells came out of this. Primarily, I guess the big one was that um, Megan 
alleged asserted that a member of the royal family expressed concern about the color of her baby's skin or what it might be when it was born. The other thing she she mentioned is that she um, she felt very like alone and closed off. She had suicidal thoughts, and it was discouraged uh, was discouraged from seeking treatment because of Whoa. how that might look in the the news or in the media if that uh, were revealed. Um, her wow. husband uh, came out, and he was also he was also in part of the interview. He backed her up. Wait, wouldn't that look good? What's in that? the media or news to say like, "Hey, I'm not doing well and I'm getting help." Like, wouldn't that be like I think, a strong I think for thing to do a in a modern culture? Like, yeah, I think normal people would say that. But if you're oh right in inside the right, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and Harry backed her up. It is Harry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know the royals' names all that well. Uh, no, neither do I. We fought a war over this. I don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, people get uh, up early and watch them get married. That's I'm like ridiculous. people on the west coast of America get up early to watch weddings for people not like what me? No, I know not me either. Um, so Harry Harry backed her up and said yes, those comments were made uh, to him specifically. He said it wasn't from his from the queen or her husband, um, but that they were made. Um, and the the royal family didn't acknowledge any of this for about two days, and then finally came out with another one of those sort of. Uh, non-apology apologies saying that they found it very concerning specifically the that racial must have come out today aspects. right because they were yeah came out today especially uh, the racial speci- aspects speci- yeah especially the racial aspects and that they would handle it uh behind closed doors uh within the family and um, so people were saying like neither of them name names and if they and they're cowards because they didn't name names people are so stupid online like i don't care about this story but if i have to it's like you wouldn't fucking do it and it's easy to talk shit like that like you know, it's bad. It's enough to say that people said it. You don't have to fucking name names, right? Like, I mean, these. I mean, Harry and Meghan kind of walked away from quite a bit when mm-hmm. they left the royal family. Yeah, I would not call either to... them cowards. Also, didn't no. Harry sign up to go to Iraq or something that he didn't yeah. have to? Was it him or his brother? You no, know, I'm not sure actually. I'm not sure either. Uh, do you remember who Pierce Morgan is? Yeah, he had some outrage over that, right? Well, he came out on his show, which is very popular in in the UK, and said that he completely uh, didn't. Uh, believe anything that was said in that interview um and then when one of his co-hosts on the show sort of probed him on it he stormed off the set and has this guy was res- this guy replaced larry king right yeah and has since resigned his position on this show wow i'm yep. sorry man i cut you off too much wow no no that's fine i mean if you watch the i didn't watch the whole Oprah interview just sort of the relevant parts they're the most i've only seen the sensational memes. parts and uh it felt pretty real. I mean, Oprah's reaction. Oprah's so great at those kind of interviews where she just she give him a car. No, no, but she's just super real, you know. Yeah. Um, I, no, I don't. But okay. <laughs> anyways, it was it was interesting to watch the the interview. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't I don't care a lot. I I, I do think that the outrage online, the people saying that um, that it's BS and that you know they're millionaires regardless and. You know, they're just, you know, trying to throw the royal family under the bus. Uh, it feels like they've, they had a lot of skin in this game and they, they made some decisions that cost them a lot. Mm-hmm. And for them to come out and, and say this, I believe them. I mean, I think it's true. I think it happened. Yeah. Why wouldn't we believe That's my them? Opinion. Like, why, why would <laughs> they go up and lie about any of this? Hold on. What? Yeah. What? Actually, that's a, I've never questioned any of this, not because like I want to believe it, but it's just like, are you saying then that they're making this up? 
pe- some people are suggesting. And that, that what he just including I believe Piers Morgan. Piers Why would Morgan they make this up? Why would anybody want this? Yeah, like there are. Wouldn't you prefer to be in the royal family and get all the money for not doing anything? Right. That seems yeah, like a better situation. That is some fucking Trumpian logic. I have a great quote from one of, I, I think, our favorite comedians. I, I, I won't speak for you, but Adam Burke. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah it's so, he, he's on Brido's show all the time, and every time it's a must listen. He is so fast with his wit. It's not fair. He makes jokes super fast that he doesn't even realize are funny until afterwards. Like, <laughs> he's so funny. But he posted something that was a quote of his from a year ago in an interview about um, when they were, is it called Megxit? Yeah. So when they were first splitting, he had this, uh, this, he, he did an interview and he, he shared this quote, which I thought was great. I actually saw it on the break. Quite simply, that family, the Windsors, is garbage. Garbage. The irony of that bunch of inbred Teutonic hillbillies looking down on Megan because she grew up in L.A. is laughable and would probably give old Queen Liz herself a chuckle if her brain wasn't so addled by seven generations of well-dressed incest to the point that her capacity for comparative reasoning is as limited as her income isn't. I guarantee you he made that up on the spot. Yeah, that sounds like something he was just... It's not fair. You can listen to him on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me uh, or on Friend of the Show's podcast, Brido's uh, Hunk Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mike Bridenstine. Yes, yes, yes. Give it a check out. Good show. Well, let's get out of this Royals topic. We don't want to talk about that that long. No, we don't. But I think it's Um, really because we just, God damn it, I don't want to talk about coronavirus. I can't can't say that before segments in our show. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to do the rundown like I usually do. Okay. Um, cases continue to get better. Deaths Is that true? Get better. Actually, yeah. No, you might want to talk about that. Okay. Um, Let's so do the rundown. A, do you have a rundown? If you, do you yeah, have. I guess. So today was sort of an anomaly. We had 98,513 cases reported. We've been averaging in the 50,000 area. They're saying it looks like there's some reporting in Missouri that seems to have spiked our number. Missouri added antigen cases. Have you heard this? No, what does that mean? Oh, like they tested differently? Yeah. Um, Are you looking this up? I am looking this up. Hold up. Hold up. Huh? I got to look this up. All right. This is real important. Got to find out more about it. Classic. Oh, there it is. So, so Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services uh, began posting county-level data showing probable causes of COVID-19 detected through antigen testing. Antigen testing is used to determine whether someone is actively infected with the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. Because antigen cases are considered probable cases, not confirmed, um, the county does not report those cases on its website. But that is what they're reporting to, I guess, the CDC. But this only counts for a couple thousand, so I don't see why we would jump from fifty to. Well, you do know why, because um, so they've been talking about this on the New York Times. Whenever they talk about my my favorite podcast, whenever they talk about Corona numbers, they talk about how, or you know what, I feel like I've heard this in a lot of places where the case numbers were declining, 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 but around mid February, mid to late February, we started to see a spike again. Um, and that they believe that those spikes they're seeing again are from the new variants. And that's when we had the conversation on our show about how there's kind of a race between vaccines and variants and what can spread faster. Can we vaccinate faster than the variant? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's so, weird, though, because if you look on the site and 
um, where it shows it has the, the chart, right? So literally for the last since February 15th, I would say we've been in a holding pattern of between 50 to like 80,000 cases, 78,000 cases, but mostly in the 50s. And so yesterday we were at March 7th, we were at 40,000 cases, March 8th, all of a sudden 98,000 cases. That's more than double in one day. Um, and yeah, the variants out there, the, the, the chart actually lists the fact that there's an anomaly in the data from Missouri adding antigen cases. Hmm. That only adds a few thousand. Yeah. It's not like yeah, that's four, it's not doubling it. You have a note here there's um, a new variant in Oregon. Yeah. So you had talked about, or we had talked about the, the different variants, uh, specifically the one in South Africa and the UK variant. The UK variant being the more concerning one, I think it's called I think the, the Brazilian B11. one is actually pretty. It's the Brazilian one? No, but it's that the one you said. B11, B11, right. B117 is the is the concerning one. It is, um, and except I, there's one and called remember, P1 out of Brazil that uh, there's a city called Manaus where 75% of the population got COVID because they were just looking for herd immunity. And then, so they all got it and recovered, I guess, uh, or died. And of the recovered population, they're all getting sick again with the new variant. So the antibodies don't protect against that one. And that's you. like, that's supposed to be the most scary one hopefully it can stay wherever the fuck manaus is hopefully deep in the fucking amazon so remember how you kept saying how potentially we could have uh based the same variant but it, not that it came to us from the uk or from brazil or whatever but that actually just happened randomly here as well yeah it's like a mutation that was happening no matter what so this this oregon variant appears to be very similar to the B117 variant. Mm. Um, in fact, almost identical with, with a couple extra mutations. And it appears to have um, mutated on its own here, not to have been transmitted from the UK. Doesn't that make or, sense though? Like the external forces that, uh, that are being are similar, right? applied onto the virus cause the virus to change to because mutate. its environment changes. Yeah. Right. Or, or let me rephrase that. That's not how it works. It's that the virus will mutate anyways and the mutations that are more survive fit, that are yeah, yeah that are more fit will survive under our new restrictions and those variants will live on in people and get people sick despite our comedy clubs with masks on and distance <laughs> so the the one in Oregon has the same backbone as the uh, B117, but it also has a mutation called the E484K, or people are calling it Eek for short. Oh, that's EK. my favorite SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, he's great. Um, and uh, the problem with that specific variant on top of the mutation, so that mutation is is more transmissible and more deadly. The problem in with the lab. added mutation of the, yes, in the lab, of the Eek at addition to it is that uh, the vaccines may not be as effective because of the way it's transmitted or the way it attacks the cell. Hmm. Oh, because um, it doesn't... Uh, it, thing. The spike protein isn't damaged yeah. or whatever? Oh, shit. Yeah. So if, if this variant becomes dominant, then we could have to buff up our vaccines to be functional. Uh, so they could the retool the Moderna... Existing. And, uh, the RNA vaccines can be retooled. The, yes. The uh, uh, chimp virus ones won't. Okay. All right, man. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> last thing I want is to get some experimental vaccine. By the way, these vaccines have not been approved by the FDA. No, they're EUAs. Right. Emergency youth authorization. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's worth keeping in mind, right? Like, 
Hey, so we asked each other the question like months and months and months ago if you'd stick your arm out. Are, are you willing to stick your arm yeah, out? Yeah, especially if I can get the Johnson and Johnson one, I feel a little bit better over that one. But um, I'll take anything. Yeah, I'll take anything. I, I will. Maybe um, not the Chinese one or the Russian one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still would. Sputnik. I don't, yeah. about, I don't know about Sputnik. No, no. I mean, it's travel companion. That's what that means. Sputnik means travel companion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I. Yeah, I, I, I would take any of them. Um, the Pfizer, you know, the Moderna, the the Johnson one, and Johnson. One thing I, I noticed when I was in Tennessee, I should say, that made me feel a lot better was they had had a pretty effective um, va- vaccination campaign there, uh, and they have a relatively low population of people that are getting sick, uh, or their case numbers are relatively low. So being inside. You know, it, it felt like what we argued about last week. At some point, you have to let p- businesses... You're not telling businesses, don't let people wear masks. You're saying, we will not tell you that they have to wear masks. You can still tell them they have to wear masks. And a lot of frontline grocery stores, things like that, are still telling people to wear masks. And, you know, in Tennessee, it, like, you would wear your mask when you walked in and all the way to your table. And if you didn't do that, you'd be a total fucking asshole and they would kick you out. Like, they weren't stupid. They're just like, you know, we're going to wear masks because we don't want to get sick working here. If you don't want to wear your yeah, mask inside, well, take your chances. The only thing I would say is you were in a in a major city in Tennessee. And I would imagine if you went, I don't know, 80 miles in any direction to a less urban center, that you might have a very different experience in the way people That's were. true. That's true. That's true. One thing worth notable, this diversion from this, though, is it, it took me like three days there to realize I didn't see any Trump flags anywhere. Anywhere. Really? We went way outside the city to like look at the lakes and rivers and just see some of the recreational yeah. places. And in the sticks, I finally saw a couple of them, but I also saw a BLM sticker, uh, a yard sign too. Interesting. So I, I, it, it isn't like they don't have their opinions there, but it's almost like they They're still remember how to flag. be civil. Yeah. And right. then literally I got back here and I saw a guy with three flags on the back of his pickup, one yeah. thin blue line, one American flag, one Trump flag. And it's just like, sure. you are just wanting attention. Everyone in California just wants a fucking attention. That's why both of us live in California. We start a fucking podcast. And like their manifestation of that is their Trump boy flags. And I get it. But at least like other parts of the world, people just kind of like, feel the way they feel and don't want to impose don't that need upon. to broadcast it to everybody and don't need to impose yeah. that upon yeah 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 that's um, refreshing yeah i thought I, so so was this the second time you've been to tennessee or had you been there first before? time i've been to tennessee man i was gonna move oh i thought you went there once scouting nope. it oh no i went to tennessee when i was a 13 year old while i was driving between chicago and atlanta um and i i think we stopped for gas and i went inside to a mall to get food that was it Wow. Yeah. Never been there. Okay. Chicago to Atlanta. I think so. Might have been. Are you with the Blues Brothers? Cincinnati to Atlanta. Yeah. I think we went Chicago, Cincinnati. We were watching baseball games. So it was Chicago, Cincinnati. Oh, this was Atlanta. your grandparents. It wasn't my grandparents. Oh, you know those stories about me. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. You're such a good friend. <laughs> uh, Dude, I really wish I could have met your grandma. It's just side I know. Uh, she's awesome. She man. sounds amazing. She is. Wait, you did. She was. Alan, she was at the wedding that you've been to. Oh. You have um, met her. You can say you met her. You I didn't met get a her. chance to talk to her. Didn't really get yeah. to talk to her. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, at least awesome. you can say you met her. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so last week we argued. I actually really enjoyed our argument over um, Texas reopening. I mean, we're pretty yeah. much talking about that right now, anyways, right? 
Right. Texas reopened. Alabama reopened. No, Alabama continued at five weeks. Mississippi reopened. Yes. Florida's like, what are you talking about? We've always <laughs> been <been-opened>. close. Yeah. <laughs> I think Arizona reopened. <laughs> you guys reopened. closed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that kid on uh, We're the Millers. You're getting paid? Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's a meme. I can't take credit for that one. I'll feel like a shithead. It is a meme, yes. Um, And when that came out, uh, I actually heard this while I was traveling because I did listen to the Daily that day. It it really caught my ears when our president, your favorite president, Alan, said, sorry, the New York Times favorite president said, we don't need Neanderthal thinking blah-de-blah-de-blah, like, who the fuck cares? Because as soon as those words came out, nobody else listened after that point, right? Right. Like that, that, I, and, and then, like, immediately the Democratic Party goes into damage control mode, and, like, Jen Psaki goes, oh, well, I don't know why you're asking about this president's uh, lack of decorum. Don't you remember the Twitter storms that the former one did? Like, don't you what about-ism this bullshit? <laughs> Saying Neanderthal thinking is offensive, and frankly, as a caveman... I don't have much of an appetite anymore. Gentlemen, are we ready to order? I'll have the roast duck with the mango salsa. I don't have much of an appetite, thank you. God damn it, I have to pull that audio. God. Uh, I find this. It adds like five minutes to the edit every time. I find this similar to the Obama comment of clinging to their Bibles and their guns and to the. I don't even remember that. I remember the. Really? Yeah, it reminds me of Basket of Deplorables. This is. Just fucking no, Obama, father for this. Obama had a had a comment where he said that those people that are cling, clinging to their Bibles and their guns. And then he said, "You know what? A tan suit's over, not that bad. Which wear a tan suit, like a lead balloon." Um, yeah, obviously, maybe. I mean, I understand why he would choose that choice of you do that word. I get it. Uh, you do. I do. Why? Because it fits with malarkey and all his oh shucks way of saying things. Like, I'm not going to say they're idiots. I'm going to say Neanderthal thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember there's this scene in, um, uh, what's that movie? Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes. It's in the future. Oh, yeah. uh, Uh, Three seashells. I said it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. What's that movie called? Demolition Man. There's a scene when they're all eating at Taco Bell. Yeah. It's the only restaurant restaurant. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, the uppity woman at the at the dinner table says calls Sylvester Stallone a Neanderthal. Do you remember that? No. Oh yeah, totally. We should pull that. Okay. Family of the no. jolly green giant. I'll take that. Oh, here comes the Neanderthal. I, I you know I I kind of understand it what and it does sort of fit with the way he talks, but obviously ill advised uh, choice of words. It, the, you had to know that was going to be jumped on all over all over the place by. Yeah. Right? I, you know what I wouldn't I mean, have minded? I, saw... I wouldn't have mound mound what mound. I wouldn't mound. Have... Well, sometimes my... you want the the nut. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Okay. Sometimes you want a nut. Why sometimes I... you want the nuts. <laughs> sometimes you feel like the. I don't sometimes know. Sometimes you grab them by the nuts. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you don't. Uh, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so where were we? People are not being honest about this, though. That's the thing that's pissing me off. Like, when well, well, okay. So the way they're reporting this, they're going, see, see what's going to happen now because of all these idiots, COVID numbers are going to spike back up, and then they're going to blame it on that. Which I can, I can see that, I can see that thinking. But I just right. told you that news outlets have been talking about COVID cases 
climbing back up since mid-February. So we're due for those big numbers to pop. Like you just said, yesterday's numbers or today's numbers were, were a big spike. And they're going to say, oh my God, it's because of Texas and and Mississippi and Florida. And like maybe, maybe it is. You didn't name Texas, though. You said Arkansas. Uh, and uh, I mean, who the fuck knows what they're doing in Arkansas? Are they even in the union anymore? <laughs> like, I have a friend who's from Texas, but he's not from Texas because he doesn't want to admit that his family's from Arkansas. That's a true story. Wow. But simultaneously, the New York Times is warning us that mid-February, the numbers are spiking two weeks before the, the reversal of these mask mandates. And again, it's just a removal of a mandate. People are acting like this means businesses are going to go out there in Texas where everybody's got guns and going, yeah, yeehaw, take that shit off if you're coming in. It's the exact opposite of that. Like it, it, People have no understanding of what it's like in Texas. Last week on the show, I said they're not idiots. And you go, well, and I'm not picking on you, man. But that's just like we have this stereotyped idea of these southern states and these cowboys, but they're not. They're filled with normal people just like me and you that live under governors that portray their, their existence in that state in a different way and and perhaps they have a larger population of these people a little more cavalier perhaps but it's not like they're out there saying i want to go cough in your mouth if you want to come in here like like, there's still businesses in texas grocery stores that are saying all of our frontline workers still haven't had a chance to be vaccinated or many of them haven't therefore we don't want you to put them at risk and if you're going to come into our business we won't serve to you if you don't have a mask so good. Like, what is wrong with this? At some point, this has to be reversed. At some point, this has to be reversed. And someone's got to do it before anybody else. And clearly, it's going to be Texas and Mississippi. Like, why? <laughs> well, I just want to address one thing. Like, I wasn't I, I making a broad... I, I wasn't making a broad general, generalization You're around making a generalization about broads. <laughs> in the Midwest. Uh, or, you know, I, I've met phenomenal people from all parts of the country. I have, you know, I've traveled extensively in the Midwest. Too. Some of my best there. friends are Midwest. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I'm not just drawing a, a, a picture that, uh, you know, they're uneducated or, or whatever. I'm not saying any of that. Um, I'm saying that there is a majority that tends to, um, seems to be a lot, take, take the virus a lot less seriously than um, I think is probably warranted. And, and that results in behaviors that, that create a larger spread. Um, and then when you have a, a state government that is unwilling to uh, ride this thing out for a little bit longer than, you know, because they, they just don't want to deal with the political backlash, then um, you, you invite more spread, more, more potential variants, yeah, more dangerous variants. And I get what you're saying. Eventually somebody's got to open up, right? We got to do it. Um, yeah, like after we have like large vaccine des- uh, numbers, low quantities of people testing yeah. positive. Like, By the way, we're up to uh, about, I didn't say this, but we're up to I think 14% of Americans having at least one uh, shot. And I want to say close to 10% um, having both. So God or- forbid the government no longer mandates you to wear a mask. That's all I'm and saying. And we're we're also averaging, I, th- I want to say, around two million vaccinations a day for the last week or so, which is a significant improvement over yeah. where we were. Even no, I mean, two we got to get caught up since the last administration wasn't willing to at least do. Because that's the thing is like, I would be the right winger on the show if I was saying the last administration was right. Don't vaccinate people and open up. Like, no, like fucking do all yeah, the steps. It. And at some point, you have to relinquish this control over people's lives because you really don't have that authority. Like, like we, you, government does not grant you your rights. You own. You have your rights. We agreed with government that we have those rights, and we'll codify that with our government. But our rights do not come from our government. That's true. If they take them from us, 
that's a violation and I can accept it in a time well, of crisis. What we talk about on the show and we've talked about it lots of times is people allow the, their rights to be taken mm -hmm. because either they're afraid, whether that's a 9-11 type situation mm -hmm. um, or you know, what the situation we have now. But I mean, there's different levels of that, right? But what's your, what's your quote about people who sacrifice their uh, uh, liberty for, for security deserve neither? Uh, you had a thing uh, about well, Abbott. Okay, okay. To... yeah. Lastly, while everybody wants to get outraged, I don't remember anybody talking about Mississippi's governor. I do remember Ron DeSantis' name coming up, but I just feel like we should all pay attention to the fact that we've been saying the phrase Texas Governor Greg Abbott a lot. And if we want to get used to saying Texas Governor Greg Abbott, we should really get used to saying U.S. President Greg Abbott because governors of Texas become president frequently. Governors of large states go on to be governors of other larger bodies, and it only becomes president from there. So, like, just stop making this person a household fucking name. Accept the fact that he lives in a state where the people might, on a like, just a, like maybe on the sixty percent side, be willing to go along with this. It, it, it just, I don't know, flamed out. You know what? I don't want to get down a, a big rabbit hole here, but I will just say that I'm really interested to see what the Republican Party does um, in 2022 and 2024, specifically around either separating themselves from Trump or you yeah. know, climbing on his back. Because there is a fight right now going on between Trump and the Republican Party. Yeah, because he reasserted <laughs> himself at CPAC, right? Well, not just that, but he asked them to, um, to stop using his likeness in fundraising. Oh, what? You didn't hear this? No. Yeah, so yeah, I thought he, he went up and said the only way to a future that makes America that saves America is to donate to the Save America campaign, which is his campaign, not the GOP. Is that what you're saying? He did two things. That's so, the other thing. Yeah, that's the second <laughs> okay. thing. The first thing was saying that he didn't want anybody else to use his likeness for fundraising, including the RNC. Uh, the second thing is what you said, but that was specifically, he said... I reject intellectual property as a concept, so this motherfucker is on my shit list, <laughs> even worse than before. He said that rhinos, Republicans in name wow. only, do not deserve your money, so send it to me instead, is what he said. So basically what's happening is any Republican that has gone against Trump is going to get defunded. Um, it, so either they're going to choose to jump on the Trump train um, and use his donor base, or they're going to choose to go in their go their own way um, and attempt to fight that behemoth. And I don't know. So That's I tough. tend to think that he loses he loses some stature the, the further he gets from the White House. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really interested to see what happens in 22 and in 24 and how these Republicans navigate this scenario. Well, it's quite I'm, I'm really, I, I have two thoughts. One is yeah. if he, one is the hard stance the Republican Party could make is to say, we're going to distance ourselves from you as you're insisting or as we would prefer, perhaps they would say. And if they do so, then they will cause that split. He will continue to fundraise. And he will make the Trumpian party, which will rival against the Republican party, which means Democrats will win, um, because that's how three-party elections go. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the part that's most interesting part. to me is to is that the majority of the Republican party has chosen to remain silent mm -hmm. um, and go along with anything Trump has done, uh, whether it's... 
Well, rather than stick their neck out and um, say they don't like it because they'll get their head cut off. Right. That's Whether it's, you know, the events of January 6th or anything else this president or that president did, right? Yeah. So so the one thing that could actually, you know, cause the split here is money. That's the one, okay, the so only that's, thing that they actually care about right, enough to be right. like, uh, this is where we draw the line. Like well, all, you know, grab by the pussy, that's fine. But money, you can take away our fundraising. Uh, no, that's that's not okay. So, we can't have that. So that was my second point. I said I had two points. But I, right. I feel like my, my second point is that <laughs> I feel that, so you talk about fundraising, right? Like yeah. That being the, the, the pivot point on this. Or the deal breaker. Oh, deal breaker. Yeah. The art of the deal. The so art of the deal breaker. Yeah. Do you really think he's going to run again in 2024? I don't. And is it because of what I'm about to say? Oh, do, probably do, not. But so right now, what you're describing is he's doing a great job at collecting money, right? Yeah. He's really good at that, right? It's his favorite thing. And when you run for president, what do you have to do with money? Spend it. Yeah. He doesn't like spending money. No. So why on earth would he stop collecting money and start spending money and potentially lose and put himself through all of that again? It, you know, it, he's a he's a habitual liar. Uh, everything that he says, you should not believe. So I I really do not believe he's ready to run again. And I think it's because he would have to stop collecting money and start spending it on something. And he's a con man. So all he does is take the money, and he he I don't imagine any. I, I can't imagine him taking that risk again. I really don't. But he still holds a lot of power. He still um, does. And, and and the people that follow him, like Josh Hawley's, are recognizing uh, that that um, populist moment. And like I said in my question, what did I say in my question? I said, why do you think so much of American politics centers around waging political warfare against people that want to live differently than you? And that doesn't summarize any politician, honestly, better than Josh Hawley. More than Trump, because Hawley recognized, yeah, these people in Nebraska that elected me tend to think that their version of the American life in Nebraska is better than the lived version by people in California or New York, mm-hmm. and and I will represent those people and tell them that the other people that they think are wrong are wrong and get them riled up to fight their neighbors. Yeah. Which actually is what Trump did too. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that we can say that we know for sure about Trump is he's petty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have no doubt that he'd be willing to open that war chest to um, derail political campaigns of people he felt abused by, um, whether that's Liz Cheney or um, Ben Sass or like any. I, I, I can definitely see him doing that just because he's petty. Um, I don't see him running again. No, but he no, still no. has a lot of power. Yep, for now. Like you said, longer he's um, out of office, maybe the more that goes away. Um, only if only if the GOP makes it happen, though. It's it's not it's not a static thing that's going to happen. You're right. You said that last week. You said, it, or maybe it was a week before. You said he only loses power if the GOP, or he only stays in power if the GOP lets him. And yes. right now, they seem to want to let him. Yeah. And they have reasons to, but they're unfortunately. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this uh, Derek Chauvin story? Yeah, actually, uh, this is I'm actually this is a kind of a blip on the radar, uh-huh. and now that I've dug a little bit more into it, I'm actually kind of excited to oh, talk dude. about okay. this. Okay, I wish we did it earlier. Then, <laughs> all right, let's go. So, so the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, Who's Derek is, Chauvin? 
he is the man who uh, rested his knee on rested. George oh, he was probably tired from beating black people all day. You got to take yeah. a knee. Like, uh, who's that African American that played football for the 49ers? Oh, Colin Kaepernick. Like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, not exactly like that. Oh. Um, he he planted his knee into George Floyd's neck. You, that's not better. Eight. Be be. Come on. He he killed. He, he murdered he, George, George by, Floyd on the by street. by digging his knee into his back until he couldn't breathe. Yes, for okay. eight minutes and forty six seconds, I yeah. think. While talking shit at him too. Yeah, I mean, we all saw it over the summer. It was. Oh yeah. Why am I acting all upset like it didn't already rile up the entire world? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's yeah. get mad about this. I mean, so they started selecting the jury today. They chose three jurors. They need 11 more. They have to have 12 plus the two alternates. The I, So this is what uh, kind of caught my eye a little bit about this story. That they found 14 people that weren't aware of it? No, that's the thing. They can't find 14 people that aren't aware of it. Um, so they have, they have a 16-page questionnaire that they're requiring all potential jury members to uh, to answer. And I want to go over some of these questions. Oh, I love um, this. Oh, my God. Do we have a game? Uh, I was actually thinking we should have games on our show. Yeah. Okay, let's do a game. I mean, I, I feel like this topic is kind of serious. and I don't want to make it a game. But uh, I don't know. We can't. It's not a game. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going oh. to say this is fun or funny. But, okay. I mean, let's. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a few of these questions. And, I mean, I understand why they want to ask these questions. But they are also a little bit startling, some of them. Okay. Um, all right, some of the basic ones. From what you've seen, read, or heard, do you have a general impression of the defendants? Uh, do you have a general impression of George Floyd? And it's like very negative, somewhat negative, neutral, somewhat positive, very positive, other, and then why do you feel that way? So there's essay questions, too. Huh. Um, have you ever watched video of George Floyd's death on the news on the internet or on the internet? Uh, yes or no? If yes, how many times have you seen videos from the incident in whole or in part on TV or on the internet? And the options go from one to six or more times. Probably six or more times. I mean, you got to figure everybody in the country is because they said I mean, not not the whole video, right? Like it's, it, anyway. it's seen yeah. or parts parts or in whole. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, have you ever talked about George Floyd's death with your family, friends, or coworkers, or discussed it online? For example, on social media. If yes. What opinions have you expressed? Um, did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality that took place in Minneapolis after George Floyd's death? If you participated, explain how much you were involved. All right, this next question. So if this is a game, how do, how do we make it a game? Do I ask no, you? It's what? not, don't worry, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> this next question actually kind of took me aback a little bit. If you participated in the uh, protest. Did right? you burn down a Wendy's? No. Did you carry a sign? And what did it say? <laughs> okay, so that is a placeholder for what they wanted to ask, which is like, what are your personal beliefs? But they can't right. ask that. Wow, yes. that's a sleazy fucking question. Hold on. I'm sorry. If any of these questions, or if, if you make it through all 16 of these and answer it in a way that is... That allows show, you to be on the jury that doesn't well, the, have either of the attorneys kick you off. Like, yeah, that means you're stupid and uninformed. Or you're just deliberately lying. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that, oh my God, that deliberation know, must be so painful. Do you know how many people they kicked off? Is like a ton of people didn't make it, and then the you know the well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the, the total amount minus fourteen. You just told me. <laughs> yeah, I know how many people <laughs> one, they kicked off. <laughs> and and like you know, one lawyer would say, "Well, you're you're trying to remove them because they're a person of color," and the other person, their lawyer, would be like, "No, removing them because they said this," and then it just was a whole thing. All right, so here's where here's where it gets fun and how it relates to us. Your Honor, does this black person think that his life matters? We can't have him on this jury. Oh, God. Um, all right. So part two is about media habits. So guess where this is going. What is your primary source of news? <laughs> I mean, what are people going to say? Fox? Okay. The, yeah. You want, you no, want the they're going to say MSNBC, social media. Facebook? Yeah. Instagram? Yeah. How often do you read a hard copy or online version of a newspaper? What newspapers do you regularly why, read? Why those wait, hard Wait for the next relevant. question. All right. What podcast do you regularly listen to? None taken. <laughs> With Richie Serzenko. I really Zerzenko. want a jury member to say none taken. That's not going to happen, but that's. I thought that was With funny. Richie Serzenko. Talking right. about getting arrested by LAPD. Uh, I mean, it just goes on. And like these questions are so loaded. Uh, and you have to... You could, if you answer these questions honestly, they're going to pigeonhole you. I mean, they're going to know what side you're on. It yeah. seems obvious, right? Yeah. Uh, which local radio or television news station do you listen to or watch most? Um, oh, police contacts, part three. The defendants in this case were officers for the Minneapolis Police Department. Is there anything about their employment with the MPD that would prevent you from rendering a fair and impartial verdict in this case? Do you have a regular contact with any law enforcement agencies? Um, have you or someone else close to you ever helped, supported, or advocated in favor or against police reform? Defund the police, anybody? Um, oh, I get it. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I just, dude, there's so many questions. It's 16 pages. It's yeah. not 16 questions. Oh, it's, shit. Okay, yeah, please stop. We do not have so much. Please. Yeah, I'm not going to keep going. I, wow. I made it to page seven, I think. But Wow, dude. I was just picking out different ones. Dude, could you imagine being there for all those fucking questions? Like... Well, so apparently they were given this questionnaire prior and they had to submit it in writing. And then the defense and um, prosecutor, uh, prosecutors uh, reviewed man, them. That is going to be a dog shit jury, man. Like, I mean, they only got th three jurors after. They only have three jurors so far. They need oh, 11 man. more. Wow. That was today. That's today's news. That's today. It's wow. probably, I, I imagine at this level, it's going to take all week to get. All 14 jurors wow. spots filled. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess it's not surprising. High-profile cases are difficult to select juries for. But... Yeah, and you got to imagine, you know, this particular case. You I mean, know, it caused riots around the world. Everybody. Like, I, I can't imagine anybody that didn't have some sort of opinion. Yeah. You know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that happened. Um, you have a note that says, America is not made for people who pee, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> I... I, I noted nervous bladder person me can feels like I understand that, but I feel like that's true everywhere. I feel like America is more um, considerate for nervous bladder people like me. I find plenty of stalls. Um, I, I don't. What does this mean? Everyone pees. Everyone poops too. I've read a book about that. There was a book about that. Yeah. Did so Nicholas Kristoff write that book? Everyone poops. No, no. He's a he's a known columnist though for the for your favorite oh, uh, son of a bitch journal, the New York Times. <laughs> he had an op-ed over the weekend, and the title was "America is not made for people who pee," as you've already suggested. 
Um, and basically what he uh, asserts in this op-ed is that we are way behind most uh, developed countries in public restrooms. Huh. Um, he points out that the Greeks and Romans had public toilets more than 2,000 years ago. I don't think we should be copying any of the hygiene habits of Greeks from 2,000 oh, years ago. Oh, he talks about that. So the, people sat on benches with holes to do their businesses. There were their business. There were no partitions, and Romans wiped with sponges on sticks that were dipped in water and shared by all. Users. Yeah, and they also fucked boys, and it was part of the habit that you would have your boy you fucked that would grow up and pass down that abuse to a new boy that he would fuck. So I'm not copying shit from them. Oh, God. Okay, that went really dark. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Um, he talks about how Japan manages what may be the world's most civilized public toilets. They're ubiquitous, clean, and reliably equipped with paper. He says e even poor countries like China and India manage networks of public latrines, but the United States is simply not made for people who pee. They he can't compare us. Okay, peeing, right? Because in India, they have a huge problem with poop waste. Poop waste. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. But he's just talking about pee? Well, he's talking about going to the restroom in particular. He doesn't. He just I, says pee a lot, but I I firmly uh, disagree. What I don't understand, like what? Okay, I can agree, and I wish I had this guy as a defense attorney when I got arrested for pissing in public in Detroit. He talks about that too. He talks about in, me peeing in an alley. No, no, in Piedmont, Oklahoma, a police officer gave a three-year-old boy a twenty-five hundred dollar ticket for public urination. It must be even some hog in a three-year-old occurred on private property I there was the room didn't i you did in ferguson missouri a four-year-old uh was also arrested i'm oh, guessing wait, no, he was black that's parents. it's ferguson like i'm sure it was a they were trying to get their quotas in he peed in a bush at a park where there was no public restrooms yeah and the parents apparently got arrested for child neglect oh, um, wow again though that was a white cop and a black family a thousand percent probably right he didn't specify that but you're probably right anyways what that he police alleges, department specifically was under fire for all of that shit that's why i'm saying that i'm not yeah yeah what he alleges is that as biden pushes for an infrastructure package that it should include urination urinal yes okay yes all right that's pretty funny i like that i'm glad there was more to that <laughs> well my nervous bladder, bladder can confirm yes but mm. yes so we, we need more public toilets i agree i don't disagree I just don't know especially, if it deserves to be a New York Times Especially, it's really bad. I mean, you you had the experience yourself. Where you had to throw up on the sidewalk, right? Because that's there's true. no place to go. Yeah, I mean, that's you true. Were, you could go. You could go buy a coffee at Starbucks, and they still wouldn't let you. Well, use what the are you supposed to do about this, though? Public, pro private property is still a thing, right? Like, you can't as a government. Property. Right, but if there's a lack of public property, like, well, talking to the microphone, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> sidewalk streets. I mean. Yeah, so there should be more sidewalk toilets? Yeah. Okay. They I have some so. in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Well, people are just going to masturbate in them. Or like that guy when I went to shit, when I was trying not to shit my pants one of these times, and there was <laughs> Many that. Times. Yeah, and that guy Noted was. Pants shitter all dusted. right, all right. And that guy was shaving <laughs> his genitalia in the toilet. Remember that? I thought oh. he was getting up to let me use the bathroom because I said, hey, guys, I have to poop my pants. And he right. stood up and naked, stood up and walked to the sink to rinse off his razor. And I went into the stall and turned around and saw him walking back to the stall naked at me. I was like, never mind, never mind. I don't have to poop anymore. Oh. Yeah. I left out yeah. that wrinkle. Wow. Actually, okay. there weren't that many wrinkles to that story, but I'm now talking about his nutsack <laughs> that was <Wait>. visible. <laughs> All right. Don't look it up. 
Do you know what the Lamborghini... Do you remember the car, the Lamborghini Countach? Yeah, I thought it was Countach, but I, I do remember it, yes. Uh, well, I thought... Okay, so as a kid, we always thought it sounded funny, Countach. Like, I just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, do you know what the what the word Countach means in Italian? I don't, and I did not look it up. I do know... Do you know about the origin of Lamborghini? I think most people know this. No. You don't? Okay. So Lamborghini was a, a farm equipment company. They made no tractors. No way. Wait, hold on. People buy farm equipment from Italians? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Like, literally, Lamborghini made tractors, dude. Um, and it was a very successful company. Okay. And the wife of the owner of the company went to a Ferrari dealership back in the day to buy a Ferrari. And she was treated so horribly by the sales staff at this uh, Ferrari dealership, whether... I don't know. I don't know why it was, whether she was discriminated against because she was female or the way she was dressed or whatever. They treated her very badly. And the owner of Lamborghini was like, fuck that. I'll make a better supercar. And that's how Lamborghini started making supercars. You know what I bet is true about his wife? What? She had a great ass. <laughs> and you had your head all the way up it. You know <laughs> why? You know why? Why? Because Countach means big backside, like like big butt, like nice ass, like donk. That's hilarious. It's like slang for donk. It mean it like. I mean, so Lamborghinis. That that Lamborghini did have a nice ass. That back end was pretty sweet, but they. That like, was pretty sweet. Like, like these Italians do not understand subtlety. They're like, we'll <laughs> call it the Lamborghini fat ass fucking car, and the next one we call the giant penis. Yes, this is the Lamborghini penis. You drive it. Oh, what that's voice great. am I doing? That is great. I don't yeah. know, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. So, so you shared something I did not know, and then you didn't know about the tractor. No, I did not know about that. Uh, what did we watch last week? What? So, yeah, let's get into our media diet. What? Uh, you watched WandaVision. I watched WandaVision. I actually got caught up on it last night. Dude, I am so... I actually feel like I might have beat jet lag this evening, but all day today I was groggy. Last night, I had four episodes of WandaVision to get caught up on, and the first two I just kept sleeping through. But that Really? Just, you know what? As much as I said I got back on board with this show, I still don't prefer it. I still don't prefer it. I'm sorry. I like it. It's good. I'm excited to see where it's going, and I will keep watching it. But I'm not a fan of what they did for the first eight episodes, and I was really happy to see them stop doing that for the last one, and I'm hopeful that they won't do it anymore. Like the, I, And they gave a reason for it. You know what? That's not good enough for me having to watch I Dream a Genie for 60 minutes the first time I tried to watch this series. And I didn't like the Malcolm in the Middle intro. I didn't like the um, the the Office intro. I didn't care for their little like uh, modern family family at, you know doing the the reality TV inter- interviews and then Don't making care for a, your ruse, ma'am. Yeah, and then making <laughs> that's from Mallrats. Yes. And, and then um, the I I just I didn't care for that and if that's it was a cutting what, attempt to trick you yes i stopped quoting <laughs> my rats i i didn't care for that because to me that didn't make the show any better and i think <laughs> that idiots were attracted to nostalgia over things that weren't even old especially like malcolm in the middle hey, of the office. are you calling me an idiot i think so there? if that's what made you like that show <laughs> i happen no. to still like that show despite that is my okay point. i liked the complexity of the interaction of the characters and the twists that they did. And they could have done those twists without us having to watch someone living through sitcom reruns. Um, And I think they only took advantage of that because nostalgia sells things, which is fine. I just, 
it it annoyed me more than it added to the storytelling. I think it detract it it took me out of the story. That's what happened, and it made it hard for me to invest in it because I was constantly not confused, but accepting that I'm watching somebody do some stupid game that is getting in the way of me hearing the story. And I just I didn't care for that. I liked how it ended. I, mean, I, I you was introducing Inception, you. right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't, isn't this a similar? I mean, obviously that's the told. stuff that I liked. Yeah. But okay. I, I didn't care for the having to watch them pretend to be inside of a sitcom. That part was annoying. The interaction yeah, of the but characters for me, didn't it like was being watching, manipulated. All that shit was fun. For me, it was watching being inside a, a broken subconscious. Yeah, I than, liked that part. But I didn't right. like the... Like, I had to pretend that they... First of all, so they live in a world where The Office doesn't exist, but they can do a parody song that sounds just like The Office and sing songs about WandaVision. Or I have to pretend like it's a world where Step by Step and Family Matters didn't exist, yet they can reference that in their fake theme song at the beginning of the show. It's like in movies with, like, um, I don't know, Robert De Niro's in a movie, and he references... (laughs) Like, in in the background, Robert De Niro's in a movie, and in the background there's another movie on... And that movie that they're watching has famous actors in it. So it's like, wait, hold on. That always takes me out of movies. I'm like, I'm watching a fake reality where things in our real reality exist with other actors that probably know the person that's acting this character. What? Like that That always takes me out of scenes. And I, it was nonstop with this show of that. And, you know, it's not a popular opinion. I still liked it. I'll watch more of it. You know, but it just. I really I, liked it. I, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah, it definitely got better after what like episode four or five where it started making more sense um i like the way it ended and i'm kind of excited to see where it goes next because it feels like you know the the next season is going to be a whole other thing thank god um yeah i'm excited to see where it goes yeah yeah but I, i i did like it i enjoyed it um yeah and you know it's an interesting spin to say that her connection to the mind stone right right like a mind stone cowboy Yes, well, we exactly. Got a show cover. Exactly like a monster. Oh, that is a perfect show cover. I love it. All right. Uh, so I watched. Also, should we watch? Should, should I talk about the one we both watched, or should I talk about? I, the actually, one I'm so fucking proud of that pun. <laughs> How has so, nobody said uh, that yet? I don't know. It's great. Thanks. Uh, that's lovely. Should I talk about the sh- the movie I watched alone? Or yeah, the one we both no. Let's watched? talk about. Di- I I don't even know about this. Wait. Okay. Oh, oh! Natasha tried to make me watch that, and I was like, "I don't like dramas that are strictly dramas." And this is very British, and I just don't care for this. It's super British. It's called The Dig on Netflix. Um, it has starring Ralph Fiennes. Uh, I, I do like that. It, now, I is like there a lot. Ralph Fiennes and a Rafe Fiennes, or is that different pronunciations of the same person? Dude. I'm pretty sure it's different pronunciations. Can you look this up? Same person, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> do you want me to look it up? Uh, You're a faster talker. How do you? I don't know how to spell pr- Rafe Fines. Oh, here. You look up Ralph Fines. I'll say Rafe Fines into my phone. Rafe Fines. It is Rafe Fines. You pronounce, I, so it's spelled Ralph, but you say it Rafe. No way. That's what it says. That's so what it's what the, the same says. person? Yeah. Well, that explains why I only think of one of them when I hear either of their names. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Ray Fines, starring Ray Fines. Um, it is a very British movie, and I will say that, like a lot of British uh, type drama movies, it is exceptionally slow in the first third, like the first third of the movie. Like the first, getting half. into the first half of mm-hmm. the movie is very slow, and okay, some well, of I'll the some of the accents are very difficult to keep up with because um, they do some really like pretty thick um, various uh, British. I accents. always watch with subtitles, so it's fine. 
Okay. Um, towards the second half of the movie, it really starts to get going. And as a lot of these movies are, it's not really about what it purports to be about. Oh, okay. Um, what is it supposed to be about? Like I, I. So what it's supposed to be about is there's this uh, sort of wealthy um, uh, widow uh, lady who uh, on her property has a bunch of uh, mounds which have been un... They haven't, they haven't checked out what's inside them. And so she hires this guy uh, based Ray on Fiennes. Ray Fines, based on a recommendation from, I can't remember, maybe the college or something. And this guy is basically a self-taught um, archaeologist. He calls himself an ex- excavationist, but he's, he's a really Jones. intelligent Does guy. He have a bullwhip, hates snakes. No, no, no. He's a really intelligent guy. He's even written books and stuff, but he is not, um, his education has all been like self-education, right? Oh, I, uh, that's not a polyglot. What is that called? Um, oh, it's gonna bother me. So okay. part of part of what the narrative about is sort of that he's kind of looked down upon by um, other academics because you know he doesn't have the degrees or whatever to do what he's doing. Um, so he is he is hired to um, to by her to go and excavate these these mounds that are in her backyard, basically, right? Um, and that's sort of the story is what he's going to find there. But it's really more about sort of, as a lot of these movies are that I like, um, about more of the, the relationships between the people. Um, there's a couple of cool side stories that I, I enjoyed. I really liked it. I, I just I wish it wasn't so slow to begin with. I think it'll turn a lot of people off. Like getting through that first half. It's just hard. Is, it's hard, man. Yeah. Uh, but the second half of the movie is, is worth it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great acting. Um, it was great drama. It was well done. It wasn't too like cheesy or anything like that, yeah. but it still made you feel something. Um, yeah, I really, is, really enjoyed it. This is your typical Alan selling a movie he likes by saying how much he doesn't like it. No. What, what, what would you <laughs> no, give Every time this happens and I listen to the show with Natasha, she's like, Alan talked about how much he didn't like it and gave it a 3.5. No, I'm saying it, like so. If you eliminate the first half of the movie and just watch like the last, yeah, but hour, it's still there. It's so like, it's so powerful. Like it's, I really enjoyed yeah, all the. Yeah, but you narratives. liked Wandavision, despite me hating the first three episodes. So, like, I guess the same thing, or it's not the same thing. Uh, it's not the same thing. Like that, that was cheesy. It felt it's, like a little yeah. bit. This is just slow. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I would. I'd probably give this a three. It's, okay. it's a good movie. Okay, it's a good movie. Well, and it's not like I think it is a Netflix studio produced, but it okay. doesn't feel like a Netflix movie at all. It feels like you're at, a, a, you know, a normal British movie. Cool. Set in this period. Okay. Which, by the way, it's set in uh, right before 30s? World War II began. That's what I kind in of. In fact, thought. that's part of the um, story, really. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So. Well, I may or I, you know what, Natasha will probably watch it and tell me if she likes it or not, and then I might watch it. You will fall asleep in the first half. Okay, I'm not going to watch this then. Yeah, but wake up and watch the second half. You know, what and have no context. <laughs> yeah, it, I think you can. They start pulling out the giant bodies in the second half. Oh, the aliens are in the second half. Sure, the the crystal skulls. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> we both watched Coming to America. Yeah. Why don't you take lead on that one? Well, we watched that on the plane. So me and Natasha both okay. downloaded it in the airport. And like in Superman 3, which one had um, um, Richard Pryor in it? Was it Superman 3? I think so. Uh, there was a scene in that where they both had to turn the keys at the same time in order to like launch some rockets. So like we did, we, we, we synchronized play at the same time. One, two, three. I see. Play. I've done this before. Yeah, it, it worked out. Um and so we watched this on the plane um 
I don't know. Overall, I thought it was funny. It was entertaining. I, 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 my, my fear was that it would be bad. Um, and, uh, just not kind of live up to the original. Uh, and it didn't do that. It, it did. Um, however, I will say living up to the original, which is a 30 plus year old movie, doesn't make it as funny as you hoped it would be. Like just comedies kind of yeah. things. Like a lot of the stuff that was funny the first time you saw Trading Places, uh, not Trading Places, uh, Coming to America was, look at me, I am an African man and I work at McDowell's. And it's like, yeah, that's just not funny in 2021. Like I, right. you know, so all of those like simmering jokes that like they just simmer there and you don't really laugh in the original you don't really laugh at that but it kind of has you like just bubbling and ready to laugh when a joke actually comes through don't get you up to that level of ready to laugh but it was well done the acting was good the jokes were it was well written um i, I mean i thought it was fine for a comedy right uh I, I don't know how much more you'd want from a comedy to to say like this was bad and another version would be better um it's it's honestly probably exactly what you're expecting if you're saying please don't ruin this and just be good enough to make me not hate it so i would completely agree with that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's funny at, at moments yeah uh it's also like cheesy and predictable at moments but and it's know. referential like you you're you it 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 was fun to see the barbershop guys again i was just gonna say yeah. the barbershop scene was funny yeah um, yeah there was funny lines he's like i like what did he say? He's like, I like him black. Like, you need a flashlight. Like, that part's funny. <laughs> I remember but it's that just part, a throwaway. But... Like, little lines like that was pretty good. That barbershop scenes was definitely probably the best. Oh, when they kicked uh... him out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. That, that whole scene was pretty great. Yeah. Um, and they had a couple other bright moments that were funny. Um, yeah, I guess I would say what you said is kind of, uh, if, you, if you like the old one, you'll probably like this one. It's it's not like laugh with your teeth out the whole time. Right. Uh, it just has a few moments where it's funny um, or funny enough to actually make you laugh out loud. Um, acting was good. I liked the dude who played his, uh, his yeah, son. Yeah, I did too, actually. Uh, I, I like Leslie Jones well. in this. Who is that? Which one is that? Oh, what does she play in this movie? His mom. Oh, oh! You know what? I liked her in the movie I, too. I liked her in this movie. Yeah, yeah. she was funny. I know. Uh, I, she is funny. She just has had roles that must oh, trigger me or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was really funny in the yeah. movie. No, she is funny. I, oh, you know why I don't like her? She does a bunch of annoying commercials, and that's when I got rubbed by her too much. Oh, I have seen her in yeah. commercials. That's yeah. what it was. Um. Anyways, all in all, I would you know decent movie. If you're looking for a comedy, something to watch, it's not anything to write home yeah. about. But, but it's, when it's... you heard they were making this, you're like, please just don't ruin it. Um, and they even referenced that with a joke some point in the movie. And I, I thought they did a fine job. They didn't ruin it. So watch yeah. it without worrying about that. And if you did, uh, email me at um, <laughs> clintinsd.com. Yes, please do email yeah. that yeah. particular address. All right. All right. Be sure to well, reference have... none taken, though, if you do. Do we have a show quote? Cause... So um, any of these jump out to you? I kind of like that second one. <laughs> uh, I was reading the Zappa one. Um, I like that one, too. Should we just do that one? I love Frank Zappa. Sure. That's, that's, that's a little silly at the end here. All right. Life is like high school with money. Frank Zappa. <laughs> love it yeah i love me some zappa yeah that's a good quote yeah he was a cool guy cool guy 
Yeah, he wouldn't have liked us. He didn't like people that did drugs. I mean, we oh. don't do drugs, but you know, allegedly. No, we don't do drugs. We um, I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. Such, <laughs> economy of language, such a perfect joke. Good. Rest in peace, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, I saw that guy live. I'm so jealous. It's of you. like uh, that. I'm so happy. I I'm, I went to that show. Did, did you like almost not go or anything like? It was just a random thing because, you know, this is a long time ago and I wasn't subscribed to like all these lists that told me what was coming right, up. So I, right. I just randomly saw it, like maybe in the newspaper or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I like that guy. And I Dude, bought the tickets. I saw Chappelle up at, uh, in Santa Rosa at that like peach colored building at the far north end of town. That's the coolest show I'd seen. That's and I saw cool. that in yeah. the newspaper, though. Same thing. I was like, same thing, oh, right? Shit. Yeah. Back, yeah. That's why. Back in the day, man, we didn't have them hitting us on Instagram every other minute telling yeah. us they're going to be somewhere live. You had right. to actually find that shit. Right. Yeah. Where'd you yeah. see him, Cobbs? Punchline, dude. Punchline. That's not there anymore, or it is? No, it's gone. Fuck dude, it super is. small room. I was front centered, like two rows back. Um, <sighs> ew, crazy. Crazy. That's... Well, this Good was times. a fun show, dude. It was. Uh, no offense. None taken. Sweet. Um, this was fun. No, that God bless. Fun. Cheers. All right, drive safe. <laughs> oh. All right. That was a good show, that dude. That was a good show. Now this is podcasting.